0: and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself unnoticed. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you.
1: unmuted. Congratulations.
2: I asked you the- Fine.
1: I can't do on-the-job training <laughs> on the air, Susan.
2: I want your computer back bad!
1: Yeah, well, Parts take a long time to arrive.
2: Oh, yeah. Where are they coming from?
1: One's coming from, I don't know, somewhere around here.
2: No, the other one that you're always complaining about.
1: That- yeah, what about it, Susan?
2: Okay, making sure it's in well- the right spot.
1: Well, you've interrupted. Ask me a question, that interrupt me before I could even answer.
2: You're talking about a slow boat from China.
1: You were- <laughs> the old computer that's 16 years old, that laptop, the battery, the C... Oh, for you people that aren't computer geeks, there's a battery, like, uh, inside the motherboard so that you, when you're not plugged in to the wall, it still remembers all the operating system stuff that it's supposed to. How do you think it does that? Is It's not magic. It's got a battery. <laughs> Sooner or later, all batteries die. And, well, that one died. Uh, I had it all set up for my emergency computer in case something like this happened. I pull it out. I still go to start it up, And dead. Nothing. Won't do anything. The stupid little battery is dead. Now, nowhere I can find it. Nowhere in the United States of America. Nowhere. I am not kidding you. I did a search for hours. Nowhere except China. Every company, every link I followed, all of them sent me to a company in China. So this stupid little battery, it's, got, it's going to cost a total of $12.40, including shipping, is on a slow boat from China. Literally, they put it on a junk, and they're sending it over to the coast where the rickshaw will pick it up and bring it to Montana. It should be here in a month or so. I don't know. Um, I'm only half kidding. It's actually, they have their own their own delivery service called China Post. And that's how it's coming. It's coming from China via China Post.
2: I wonder how many people actually know that. I <laughs> Because you just found out and you're very savvy when it comes to purchasing stuff online.
1: I'm just thankful China had it. Because otherwise, that's a dead motherboard. It's just garbage. Because uh, it doesn't take the same... It's so old, it's when they had proprietary batteries with, you know, the that you have to get it with the right pigtail on it to go into your computer and the right voltage and all that stuff. Uh, but now they're all kind of universal 3.2-volt giant watch batteries. If you ever get a chance to open up your computer, look on the motherboard, and you'll find a giant watch battery somewhere. Well, if your computer suddenly does absolutely nothing, check to make sure that battery's still good, because... If that battery's not good, it won't even start to boot. they will do nothing. And it could be as simple as just replacing that little battery. Unfortunately, if you have a laptop, it's not that simple. <laughs> oh, never buying laptops again. I am not buying laptops again. I buy desktop, networking, and tablets. No, nothing I have to open up and work on like that again. Oh, no, probably have to fix the tablets. That's even worse, I guess. I don't
2: know. (laughs) Okay, so on Thursday... So what are we talking about today? We're talking about computers. (laughs) Seems
1: we're going to talk about computers. (laughs) No.
2: On Thursdays, we start with the Pledge of Allegiance, which we will in a minute. Don't you have this on your computer? Brian will rant. He's got a good one tonight. Then health busters, because we didn't get to it last show. And states are giving up their rights. We'll tell you how. Then the fuzzy-muzzy report, and they blinded me with science, followed by the Second Amendment report, if we get to it. If I read this off of my computer, I will be facing away from the microphone.
1: That's true. <laughs> I can't tell Only it. because you're not savvy enough to turn your head the right way. <laughs> I'm purposely talking from back here. Now I'm poking up here. Don't worry about it. If it was important enough for me, for you to, me to want you to hear it, I wouldn't be leaning back talking to Susan. So uh, don't worry about it. You're not missing much when I do that. She's going to go get my back pillow right now, and it's going to help me not do that. Yeah, I put a pillow behind my back. It makes me sit up straight. See, If I don't, I start leading backwards away from the microphone. Ah, That's better. I knew I was missing something. All right, Patriots, hand of heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. My rant about free speech. Oh! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's been brought to my attention that we need to watch our P's and Q's on the shows over at Red State Talk Radio because they are being picked up and broadcast on AM and FM radio, and we don't want to get a fine which would put the whole internet business, radio business, out of business. So it was suggested that we use George Carlin's Seven Deadly Words You Can Never Say on TV skit. Now, I I would like to point out that the person who told me this does know this. <laughs> that that that's not the there's no law that says that. The law is overly broad. It's already been fought in courts and it, it's up in the air still. Never went to the Supreme Court. Um, because nobody was ever fined under the indecency clause. But I can't use indecent or foul language. And one of the two of the seven deadly words you can never say on TV, I have a problem with not being able to say because they're not indecent and foul and come on, tits and piss how about the pissing board you remember the pissing board oh you never read Shakespeare I guess we can't read Shakespeare anymore because of the word piss and pissing board, right or you can't say she. those are some nice tits can't do that <laughs> um, anyway, I have a problem. when Now, because of the FEC and F- the CC getting involved in the Internet, this is going to become more of a problem, and now I'm going to have to clean it up. Just when we finally got the guys on AM radio to start loosening up a little bit. I, I, when I started, nobody used any kind of risque language whatsoever. Uh, but over the years... I our internet shows have been spilling over into the AM talk folk, if you will, and the satellite folk. But here's a question. Even if you agree, which you shouldn't, how is that not a violation of my freedom of speech? I use certain words to for emphasis and for, and for fun and for comedy. It's not totally mean-spirited. Uh, how is that not protected speech? How is that? How? Why can't I use any word in the English language I choose, even the f-bomb? Why? Why? How does that work? You, you're agreeing with that. I can hear you out there. You're. Uh, you can't be saying that. No, I try never to say that on the radio. It has slipped out once or twice, and it's. But that's like over. I don't know nine years. So I'm pretty good, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a button we can push to to, uh, beat me out, you know, with a two-second delay. We're working from a, we're working from a school bus on top of the Rocky Mountains in, what they call it, they consider it central west Montana. So, I say free speech, what do you, Did you come up, make up your mind yet? I'm not going to actually take a poll, and I can't see you or hear you, but I want you to think about it, because now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you something, and it's going to put that into perspective. How is it that pornography is, is considered protected free speech, when it's not about speech, it's about human action, but I can't use foul language? And this, accuse, this includes in public, because in the all across the country, these cops have this disorderly conduct char, uh, charge they use, and you could just be loud and using foul, and or using foul language, and they can arrest you for that. Again, I, w- I want to see someone explain to me how pornography is free speech and foul language is not, which is, it is actually speech. Sorry, it just pissed me off. I I I my feathers always get ruffled when someone starts telling me what I can't do, and it starts ticking me off, and then I start wanting to do it.
2: Can you say the word "pissed off"?
1: <laughs> I just did.
2: Oh, I guess uh, that. How would... about
1: "pissed on"? How about "pissant"?
2: Well, then that would mean that uh, Jeff Dunham would have to change his routine
1: <laughs> to be on the radio.
2: Exactly. At well, least not on the radio. I know. But think about how many things had to be have to change he because of this.
1: I don't know. He didn't use he doesn't use foul language Jeff Dunham.
2: No, he says, Am I pissing you off? Of
1: oh, that's not Jeff Dunham saying <laughs> that. That's a stupid puppet. Oh, okay. Well, it's the actually, it's one of his one of his not one of his originals, but one of his originals where I discovered him many, many years ago. Uh, so
2: is the puppet speech now in jeopardy?
1: Well, free speech is free speech. If you start saying you're Your free speech rights are limited. Like everyone says, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Well, yes, you can actually, so stop using that. Uh, Here's a good example of how you can. It's a crowded movie theater, and there's actually a fire. Uh, 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 You can abuse your rights if you use your First Amendment right when there isn't a fire to say there's a fire because you want people to go storming out and trample each other. Uh, Why people have to trample each other? I don't know. It's beyond me why you can't just get up orderly and leave. It's not like you're on fire. But, yes, just like your Second Amendment rights. First of all, I want everyone to ask themselves, do we need the Second Amendment? Is there anything in the Constitution that gives the power to the government to disarm this populace? Anywhere. Go for it. No, it's not there. See, it wasn't necessary. But now that the Bill of Rights are there, it's a whole can of worms, isn't it? Thanks to the courts, they get to play around with it and have a good time. If that had never been amended into the Constitution, they wouldn't have been able to do all the things they've been doing. Because too many of you have bought into the notion that it, the Constitution is about telling the government what it cannot do, and that's not true. The Constitution enumerates powers, grants powers from the people and the states to the national government. And they grant it in enumerated, meaning actually stated. No implied anything. It just says it and it means it. And if you don't know what it means, you listen to PatriotsPub.us and you'll know. Anyway, I guess that was my rant on free speech.
2: Yes, it was. That's been bothering you for a while.
1: It's still bothering me. I don't like being told what I can't say or can't do. It just rubs me the wrong way. Especially when it's threats from the government.
2: Yeah. Um you guys still think these bureaucracies are a good idea, really?
1: Yeah, they're fun, aren't they? Yeah, no, because without those the gov- the president would have no power, and that's how it's supposed to be. No power over us per se. The uh job of the president in the national government is almost exclusively foreign, except for putting down uh insurrection everything else is foreign protect from invasion against foreigners embassies foreigners trade foreigners and by the way trade was one of the main reasons that they called for the articles of confederation to be fixed but uh there was actually a bunch of problems that the in the way the states were behaving and that had to be fixed so th- hence the united states constitution by by articles of confederation no, it, although I agree it should have been a unanimous vote, but it would—they knew they'd never get every single one because Rhode Island would say no like they always do, and, and it's in the debates in the Constitutional Convention, which you can hear at PatriotsPub.us. And if you want to know about women of the Revolution, well, you can go to the complicated site uh, BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Halls of Valhalla and look for Women of the Revolution. <laughs> Soon it might have its own place on the net.
2: That's my other radio show that I do with my friend Deb in Virginia. She's a she's a history buff.
1: Okay. This is Health Busters. Wait, there's a thing we do from this. Where's the sound file?
2: No, that's for Medical Madness. You always get them confused. Not for health busters. I like what you do. Health
1: and medical. This, the health falls under medical. Huh? Does it not?
2: Yes, it does. But I don't use it for this. I like what you do. Oh, okay. Like what you just did.
1: Okay. This we're, is we're from having, Live Science. We're
2: having problems here because we don't have another computer and we have to read. and Oh, my goodness. And we watch TV on the computer.
1: <laughs> so we only have one computer operating right now. And uh, that means nobody can use the computer for work at night so we can watch television yes we have to have some downtime from all this political nonsense otherwise uh, it'll explode all right so this is going to be from live science again it's called got pot marijuana might take a cue from the infamous advertising slogan for milk a news A new study suggests that weed might be good for the bones. The compound cannabinoid cannabinoid oil, CBD which is a non-hallucinogenic chemical chemical in marijuana plants. Oh yeah, you've been lied to about marijuana too. You'll figure it out. Helps heal bone fractures, the research finds. The study has done on rats but rodents have proven to be useful models for human bone treatments in the past said Yankel Gabet, a bone researcher at tel aviv's university's sackler faculty of medicine well that's interesting it helps fractures heal the evil pot man it just makes people stupid and lazy and, and gets them into other drugs. That's all it's point. It's a gateway drug, man. It's a gateway drug. If I hear that one more time. By the way, you conservatives have bought into the propaganda that came started back in the 50s, where a po- for political reasons, the people were told a bunch of junk about marijuana that was absolutely lies, uh, so that they would accept that they, it was illegal. Except they forgot to amend the Constitution, so it's not illegal, legally speaking.
2: I had a conversation with somebody exactly about that yesterday when I went into town. Exactly. With what, what? just said that no drug is illegal because they didn't amend the Constitution. And I brought up the example, like we always do, of alcohol. And actually the person said to me, well, I knew they had to do that, but can't they just pass a law? No, they can't just pass a law.
1: Well, you have to amend the Constitution. Then you can pass a law. Pursuant to that amendment, that's how it works. Until Um, you amend it, though, the power doesn't exist. What an amendment is, is the national government coming to we the people and begging us for more of our power. And we get to decide whether to give it to them or not. Not the elected cockroaches.
2: Well, and again, on this subject, we probably just lost another 15 conservative Christian people.
1: (laughs) Maybe thousands. (laughs) They run from this show in the tens of thousands.
2: (laughs) They do. But the other interesting thing about pot is that, did you know, folks, during the American Revolution, the Continental Congress set out a decree asking for us, we the people, to please plant hemp for the war effort. Did you know that?
1: Yes, because it's for making rope.
2: And clothing.
1: They didn't make clothing out of it, though. They just used it for rope. They do make clothing out of it now, but I don't think they had the process to do it back then because the marijuana uh, fibers are very strong and stiff, so it, it doesn't make like a soft cotton. It's not like a soft cotton, but it much more durable.
2: But I found that incredible that we were asked,
1: please, please grow pot. Well, they didn't, they didn't smoke it yet, by the way. <laughs> they didn't discover that part of it, I don't think. Uh, I know, I've heard all the stories. The sailors were smoking the ropes on the ship. never happened, and and they wouldn't get stoned anyway, even if they tried. There's no THC in the hemp fiber efforts been processed and turned into rope.
2: It was also very good for the soil.
1: It is an excellent soil amendment. Uh, If you have, like we have everywhere, because all the farmers listen to the national government, and they use nothing but chemicals on our farms uh that depletes the soil salts the soil by the way because yes salt if you look at the ingredients in fertilizer they're salts so you end up salting the earth while you're doing it in small levels killing off the worms and the bacteria and good bacteria etc you can rotate in some hemp and till it into the soil and it will bring back the soil now it might take you a couple a couple crops but you get a couple crops in one one season.
2: Well, and that was the, their thinking. It grows fast. They can use it for rope. It it gets harvested very easily. They don't need to have you know Slave. big big sle- <laughs> you know yeah. And they needed it for the Revolutionary War. So, and next time that somebody see if
1: they actually knew that they could make clothing out of it, that would have put the cotton people right out of business and end of slavery right there. Yep. They, if only they knew. I could go back in time and tell them hey, that <laughs> marijuana plants, they have two other uses <laughs> clothing and uh, medicinal.
2: So, next time somebody wants to argue about this, uh, you could bring that little tidbit up to them.
1: Which tidbit? That it helps heal fractures?
2: No, that we use <laughs>
1: Oh, that it's legal? No. Mm. Well, you made a lot of points in there, Susan.
2: <laughs> that during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. We were asked to grow it for the war effort.
1: But again, they didn't know about its other purposes yet. I don't even know how they knew about that purpose. But uh, another little note, side note on marijuana. If you want to know about marijuana, ask Russia. They they were studying medical marijuana, marijuana for medical reasons, uh, for about 50 years. So... uh I don't know what I don't know if they're actually giving it to people in Russia. I doubt it because they don't like liberty there uh but why they would study it, I don't know, but they did, and anybody that studies it knows it has many medicinal purposes depending on the strain uh there are different strains that have different effects, and most of them don't in the medical marijuana class, the stuff that you buy. Most of the THC has been bred out of it. It's low THC, so you don't get stoned and stupid, and you know what have you. And you can actually go to work because that's the point of medical marijuana: is take sick people and make them productive again, not just sit around smoking pot, right? Right. So they they've been doing this over in Europe for decades now. so it's not—it's not about getting stoned. And even if the people that don't need it medicinally get it, they're still not going to get stoned because that's just the way the stuff is. It's—they'd be back on the streets looking for the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, back to the Tel Aviv University Faculty of Medicine. All the current clinical treatments for osteoporosis have been successfully tested in rodents prior to clinical settings. Oh, good. And next will be elected cockroaches, right? I say after rats, it's elected cockroaches before we we try it on humans. (laughs) That was going to take a while to settle. Gavette wrote in an email to Live Science, While there is no certainty, these findings hold promise for the potential clinical application of using CBD for for fracture healing in humans. Marijuana produces its effects by triggering the receptors that respond to compounds called endocannabinoids. 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 Wow, that's a tough one. Cannabis-like molecules that the body synthesizes naturally. In the brain, pot acts on those receptors to cause mind-altering effects, but cannabinoid receptors are found all over the body, leading some researchers to think that pot compounds might have medical applications beyond helping cancer patients regain their appetite or get relief from pain. Well, you already know there's more than that. Seizures, right off the bat. You find the right strain and bam control, control seizures even when medication no longer works no, I kid you not then you got how it affects people with different rheumatological diseases again we, they don't know enough about it that's why they try to keep us away from it because you can grow marijuana if they let you you can't grow the pharmaceuticals that big pharma gives you right that's right. <laughs> there's no money in marijuana per se because there's no future. Sooner or later if they legalize it, well it's already legal. But if they
2: recognize if that it's legal. If we
1: if we enforce that it's legal on the national government, let's put it that way, uh then we'll find you'll find out the truth. Then you'll be able to grow it your own. You won't have to go go to the the stores where they charge re- Ridiculous amounts of taxes, like 50% for tax. No tax write offs. 50% of everything they make goes to the government. That's ludicrous. That's what they do with alcohol, too. More than 50% of alcohol is federal and state taxes. But they don't tell you about it. There's a hidden tax, right? Sin taxes. Everyone's good with that. Oh, but you must. They must pay because they're sinners. Christians, may I may I point something out to you? Every We are all sinners. Also, it's it's for God to enact punishment upon the sinners, not the government. Again, just say no to government.
2: <laughs> and we're going to continue this on the other side, but before we go...
1: I'll keep rambling. This. No,
2: before we go, Brian, I was in town yesterday, and a man bought two packs of cigarettes... $14.
1: Holy schmolens.
2: Yeah. You're talking about syntax. Syntax, yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> just, we're we're, we're going to get rid of that, too. Those are legal taxes, by the way. They're called excise taxes, but they should be bold, boldly stated. Everybody should know nothing should be hidden from us. You should know what the tax is on alcohol, on cigarettes, or anything else you're buying. If the government's taxing it, you should know about it. Because we decide if we want a tax. That's why we're charging the House of Representatives. Because that's where all revenue bills have to start. That's the actual reason for it—that we vote for them because we have to interact with them. There are representatives doing what we say we want, not what they want to do. But I know that's confusing. This is your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 seven six 800-764-9168. 800-764-9168. that's 8007649168 if you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen
3: carefully to this urgent alert have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments
0: This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces
4: for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you.
1: see it all around.
3: 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 800 oh!
1: Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show.
2: And our uncooperative views on marrow, medical marijuana, marrow, all, all marijuana, all, all drugs.
1: drugs. <laughs> all drugs are illegal. Legally, legally, they're legal. No, the courts are illegal that says they're illegal. So, I know this is confusing. The federal courts, in a, in their actions as appellate to the state Supreme Court, is absolute nonsense. They are not the appellate never intended to be, never were, that's supposed to be, haven't amended the Constitution to give them that power, therefore, they're illegal. As soon as we get a state's back, poof, they're gone, at least out of our lives. And again, it is the governor and the state legislature's job to ensure not only that they say it's legal, but that they do not allow the national government to enforce its unlawful laws on their state citizens. Both of those things have to come together. The way the nullifications are working right now it's still chicken crap. Oh yeah, the other word that's another word I'm not allowed to say deadly words on TV that George Carlin actually said on TV because he was doing his stand-up act and he couldn't get in trouble for it because it was part of his act. Everything's part of our act here, for the record. Everything's part of Susan and i's act here. This is all an endeavor in entertainment. So, all that other nonsense f- doesn't apply to us. Even so, I try and keep it as clean as possible, except for some exceptions that have to be made. Anyway, back to Pot. Gabbet said... He and his team were particularly interested in looking at the effects of cannabis on bone healing because pot use and broken bones are both fairly common. It is likely that many patients suffering from bone fractures consume cannabis that may have beneficial or adverse effects on healing process, Gabet said. The researchers had previously found that cannabinoid receptors can stimulate bone formation. In the new study, the team injected rats, not elected cockroaches, dang, and had broken thigh bones with either CBD alone or a combination of CBD and THC. Tetrahydrocannabinol, the hallucinogenic ingredient in marijuana. Marijuana is not very hallucinogenic, just so you know. Yes, I have consumed marijuana. (laughs) When I was young quite a bit of it. Uh, it We took other things for hallucinating. That's what LSD's for, not marijuana. I, don't, I know they call it it's a super mild hallucinogenic. The researchers found that CBD enhanced bone healing by strengthening the cartilage. Oh, and you don't have to smoke it. You can eat it. Yes. They take and they make hash oil out of the ca- cannabinoids, and uh, then they use that into their food product, be it candy, brownies, cookies, etc., and uh, you and you can get the same effect by eating it. Just trying to tell you the things they're doing. They're coming out with this stuff. Why would they come out with food? Because some people can't smoke it. What if you have a problem with your lungs? So then you eat it if you need it. Hey, that's a good. That rhymes you can run with that um the researchers found anyway blah, blah blah um CBd enhanced bone healing by strengthening the cartilage bridge that forms when a bone is on the mend this bridge is called the fracture callus it's made of collagen which then gradually mineralizes and hardens into new bone in rats treated with CBd this Collagen tissue was stronger and the collagen molecules more tightly cross-linked with one another compared to rats not treated with the marijuana compound. What this means, researchers wrote online May 10th in the Journal of Bone and Mineral Research, is that the healed bone in CBD-treated rats is less likely to break in the future compared to the healed bone in untreated rats. In fact, the treated bone is between 35 percent and 50 percent stronger. HC has not was not necessary to get this bone boost. The researchers also found other ways that, uh, that HC would be THC. I don't like call it HC
2: because it's something else. I, no, I forgot no, it to is it's it it
1: tetrahydrogly- It's THC. Oh, maybe tetrahydrocannabinol. It's just- tetrahydrocannabinol. THC. They just said HC. What did they do with the tetra?
2: That's what I'm saying. I think it's another component. I forgot no, to look it up. No, does
1: say so, so it must not be. <laughs>
2: um, another thing there is... There is
1: no need to be exposed to the euphoric effects of cannabis, THC, say it was THC, to get the beneficial functions of CBD on bone. That's an important thing to say. Yeah. See, you can get rid of the stuff that you're all worried about ruining the fabric of society. Our society's fabric is already ruined. It is. This country <laughs> is toast. We're in the toilet. We're on our last legs. Uh, we don't get a moving because that today, tomorrow will be too late if you get my drift.
2: And I'm really sick and tired of everybody saying, oh, we just need one more election, one more election. No, you don't. You need to get the Constitution back. You need to get your own government under control. Elections
1: mean nothing. Not to us. Elections mean nothing. They're not, other than put people up there to slow that train down so we have enough time to come up from the bottom and smack them upside the head with a two-by-four before they know we're coming.
2: You know, another way that they're using um, the marijuana is with tinctures that you can put in your coffee or tea or your favorite drink. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Is it tincture or or is it an oil? No, it's a tincture. Oh, so they, they must have a still then.
2: Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> they have a still. Yeah, it's tinctures and also salves. That you I know.
1: I'm I really too sick and tired to make my own still. I'm going to have to buy one. <laughs> I, I, just, I just tell the truth. I'm going downhill, folks. All right. Um, the CBD compound has potential for treating osteoporosis. I was wondering if they're going to bring that up. Said Dr. Deborah Cadeau. A bone health specialist at the U.C. San Diego School of Medicine, who is also on the scientific board of Calitra, Calitra. Therapeutics, a company investing in medicinal use of cannabinoids. So, cannabinoids. If you people like to invest in stock, might want to look into Calitra Therapeutics. Because this medical marijuana stuff, it's not going away. It's gonna grow. In fact, legalization like Colorado's gonna grow. All while you're trying to stop it. And not even if you're not in Colorado, you stay out of their business, please. What do you care what people do in Colorado? It's not your state. You're not thinking squarely. You're supposed to be concentrating on your state, nobody else's. Let everybody else do whatever the heck they want. And stop using the government to make people do things. Social engineering is evil, no matter which side does it. Evil is evil. Understood? Use of government to force people using coercive force into doing what you say God wants them to do is not only offensive, it is also a sin. You heard me. If God can't make them do something, who do you think you are to make us do it? God gave us free will and you're taking it away through the use of government. You think that's not evil? You don't think God, if God wanted that, he'd do it himself. Free will. We get to do what we want, ladies and gentlemen, as long as we don't negatively affect our fellow citizens directly. Now, I don't hear about indirect causes and pretzel logic nonsense. Direct cause and effect is all that matters. We're going to go back to this kind of law, so you better get used to it. Yes, I am that sure. Osteoporosis, a condition of weak or brittle bones, often occurs with age. According to the National Osteoporosis Foundation, 54 million Americans have osteoporosis or low bone density, and the disease causes approximately 2 million bone fractures each year. As we currently have no FDA approved medications on the market to help with fracture healing, this study concept is exciting. Kiddo told Live Science, they branded me with science. <laughs> I actually saw them. I actually saw that concert with that album. No. Yes, in Arkansas. I used to go to the, they have, you know, a place where they have concerts. Uh, We're stationed station down there. And I used to go see all the bands that came in there because unlike back east, where... It was standing remotely and people waiting on lines and getting frisked and all this other kind of nonsense. And it cost a lot. It was like seven bucks there, five bucks, seven bucks, and nobody bothered you just walked in and it was it was no seats. You just Go ahead, walk up to the stage if you want. And I did. <laughs> uh yeah, I saw I saw Ozzy Osbourne there too. Believe it or not. I saw uh Fog hat. I saw, uh, oh, what's what's the one with the starship? Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. But I saw a bunch of bands there. Uh, and Believe it or not. He
2: was a teenager. Folks. No, I was
1: not. I was in the military.
2: Right. How old were you? You went to the military. You were 18. Uh, I was 19. Thank you. That's a teenager. I guess
1: you're right. Technically, it's a teenager, but it's also technically an adult.
2: It is an adult. not <laughs> And 26. I'm in the
1: military. <laughs> I have to fight for my country. I'm an adult, okay?
2: Yeah, and that's when the legal age was of drinking was 18, as it should be. That's right. This 21 nonsense. They can go over and get blown up, but they can't have a beer. First
1: of all, that restricting really restricting it at all is actually not lawful.
2: No, it's not. But... That just makes me sick to my stomach. That these young guys are coming over there; they can't have a beer.
1: Oh believe you, me. Right? We have a way of we have a way of getting a beer. No, actually, on base you can drink. You just can't drink off base. On base it's eighteen. Off base twenty-one. Good. It depends on the local laws. It just so happened the local laws are twenty-one, and base is eighteen. So where do you go, drink? You go in the non-com. They have a non-com. Uh, club and then they have an officers club. You don't go to the officers club unless you're an officer or invited. Uh but man, I can tell you though, even in Little Rock, Arkansas, Air Force was such a cush job. I mean, the food, restaurant, food was great. Uh I don't know cafeteria. It felt like a restaurant. Dim lighting, carpeting, uh mood lighting with the bug zappers on both over both doors and uh Though you had you had the grill area we could go get burgers, cheeseburgers, grilled cheese, whatever you want whenever you want, and then they had the meals that they made for the day that you can go through the line and there was never a line either uh, cheap even though I was off base married, so i didn't get the uh, i don't have a card for free food I get an allowance for food, but I'd still go there if I was on base and I needed to grab something to eat because it was really cheap. And they even, oh, and I forgot, we had soft ice cream machines, too. That was self-serve. <laughs> I, I'm only saying this because a bunch of Army guys, I showed a, couple, a bunch of Army guys around our base, and, man, you should have heard them when they walked into the cafeteria. You, It was like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and it, I'm like, oh, it gets better. <laughs> they, they were going, the milkshake, soft serve. They were just... Downing the ice cream. Uh, It's like, wow, don't they feed you in the the army, man? I guess not. Anyway, so this could be very good for uh, especially women who start losing uh, bone density, uh, you know, when they enter into menopause. They actually get it at a higher rate than men, but but that's because of that, the hormone changes. But now, it could be that... that cannabinoids uh, could could stop that or maybe even reverse it. I don't know. They're going to find out, I can tell. They're interested. Once they're interested, and it's something that can get the federal government to pay for, they're on board. As we currently have, no, FDI, approved medications. Anyway, from AOL.com, you know, I've decided, I want the, I want the, the, the headline with the story. Just because it's it's how they present it, and so that's how I want to present it, and especially because I love to prove that most of the time the headlines are misleading
2: they are <clears throat> they really are <laughs> I do this all the, I do this all the time. I'm like, what why would you okay, fine that's why i didn't I didn't do that for the longest time because it is misleading and <laughs> I would rather you just get into it. From yourself.
1: Yeah, but I can use that, see. I can't use it if I don't see it.
2: All right, well. I don't have change, to use it. Change. Just because you put it
1: down <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to read it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I do whatever I want. Whatever I want on this show, it's great. <clears throat> Again, this is from AOL. I can't believe they're still around. I remember when they were a bulletin board system, back when I used to run a bulletin board system in New York City. All right, uh, adding a little spice to your life could make it last longer. Really? I I like a lot of spice.
2: Yes, he does. <laughs> There's spice in every single piece of food he eats.
1: Oh, got to love the cayenne pepper. <laughs> Sometimes we get habaneros for free. I made habanero hot sauce. It's nice. It's, it's not that hot because I put way too much vinegar in it, actually. Uh, so it's not. It's a little sweet. It's a little hot, but it gives that bite of vinegar that when I, when I need, if you don't cook, you might not get this, but acid brightens up food. So lemon lemon juice, lime juice, or just plain vinegars, um, used in the cooking will, like if you have a dish, your cooking it tastes just, it's flat. Add a little, if you add a little acid to it, it'll bring it up. And if you add too much salt by accident, here's another trick, vinegar. The vinegar will take away from the salt, and brighten the dish at the same time. So that's that's a chef's trick.
2: You know, and there's so many that so many people we know that are you know friends or acquaintances of ours that if they taste pepper,
1: black pepper, black
2: black pepper, and something, we actually have a our neighbor who comes over every once in a while. We feed them, and she's just like, "How come this is so spicy? What did you put in it?" It's like, "I'm like, I didn't put any
1: spice in it." (laughs) No, I finally figured out what she was tasting. <laughs> it was black pepper. I put a lot of black pepper in my food, even if I'm making it for people that don't like spicy food because it's just never been an issue with her, though. She's like, it's kind of spicy. I'm like, I made this without spices because you're here. it's she's like, no, no, it's just something. What did you put in there? And like, I don't know. Uh, but I figured it out. It was because it was a couple dishes when it was the second dish. I realized it when she said it because the only thing I put in was pepper. Uh, so it was black pepper. I put too much black pepper. Well, she did, She liked it, though, so it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, but do you know how many people are told that they
2: need to be on a completely bland, spice-free diet?
1: There's no reason to be on a spice-free diet. None. None. There's no medical reason for not. No. Herbs and spices are good for you. Seriously. Anyway, and they're going to tell you, I guess. And this is from Harvard. <laughs> A Harvard study tracked people who ate spicy foods at least three to five times per week and compared their health to those who ate them less than once a week. Now, Susan's getting better at it, too. I I recently just made something that was really spicy. Oh, the jerk chicken. Yes. And she took it. She likes it. Well,
2: you know, and it's funny, you and I do like, both of us like spicy food. But see, I grew up in a Puerto Rican household.
1: You didn't like spicy food when I met you. I just kept making you eat spicy food. Well,
2: yeah, but I did have, I did have a, well, what it would, what my father would do is we would put the hot sauce on the table, you know what i mean? But he always had spices in his food, you know. He was the good cook. Unfortunately, my mom wasn't. But my mom's food was really bland. And he always had to have it was everything. worse than bland. He had to have everything in front Dry, of him.
1: Dry, tasteless, <laughs> destroyed. She's the only one to take a prime rib and cook it till it was cremated. And your no, your father was bad at that too. Get some great steaks, well done. If you want well done, I could have bought cheap crap. I'd right? have to buy good steak. You know you know why they have steak sauce? Do you know why they create steak sauce for people that eat well done beef? That's what they make steak sauce for, because it's got no flavor, it's got no moisture, the texture sucks. Uh, so you dip it in a one sauce. Oh wow, well, that tastes good now. Just don't burn your food.
2: That's medium only- rare
1: is fine. You're not going to get sick off medium rare temperatures. Just trust me on this. I, I know this because they wouldn't let the restaurants cook it rare and medium rare if they were going to be poisoning you.
2: Hey, do you remember that whole thing? Because they changed it back now. Remember the whole thing when we were traveling across the country? Oh, that rare all the was ru- raw? Uh, all the rules that they had. It was warm.
1: That's all it was. <laughs> it was raw meat. Warm. That's it. I was like, wait, no, I've been eating rare since I was a kid. Rare is where you cut into it, it. It's, uh, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's not pink. It's like pinker on the outside and reddish in the middle and it bleeds.
2: No, but If they it were doesn't making, bleed,
1: get it off my plate.
2: But if they were making restaurants all across the freaking country not make.
1: Oh, hamburger. Remember? Remember? The hamburger. Yeah, we and can't make. Oh, oh <laughs> we can't make it. And yet I'd go down the road to a different place and I'd ask, a hamburger, medium rare. I'd get a hamburger, medium rare. I'm like, I thought you weren't allowed to do that. He goes, and I asked. some just says, "I oh, don't know that that's that's no law about that. That's just their policy, I guess."
2: No, it was a recommendation from the FDA. Yeah, recommend- that's what it was. And you
1: know, when the when the federal government recommends something, just do it, right?
2: And but then the very they did it for about a year, and then the next year, the restaurants were like, "Yeah, we're not doing well, that anymore." Well, they couldn't. Like- <laughs> they lost business.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna make me eat a hamburger the way you tell me to make it, or the way the government tells me to eat it. Are you nuts? That's the problem. All the food people, the processed food people, the big restaurant people, they're all cronies, and they're all in this with the national government.
2: Listening to Mama Obama while she twists their arms and legs.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I have to add salt to stuff now that i never had to add salt to before, but if I guess they wanted to put a boost to, no, they wanted to hurt the salt industry. But then again, I help it out by putting extra salt back in it. Because it had the right amount of salt to begin with. When they went down for low sodium for Mama Obama, they destroyed the food. I'm not eating a potato chip that's low sodium. You Go ahead. You do it if you like. I'm not. I like salt. Salt, as a matter of fact, sodium, is required for our cells to even function. You need sodium. Did you know that? I bet they never told you that. Sodium-potassium pump. It doesn't work without sodium or potassium. And when you don't have enough potassium... You know what that does, right? Oh, it's when you wake up in the middle of the night with those calf cramps. Ah, oh, I should have ate bananas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun. Oh, it's a heartbreak. All right, we'll talk about this food stuff again on the other side. This is young cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it, what is in it, what is in it.
2: Thank you for caring so much about our health and welfare. Oh, 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 be careful, Mr. President. There is a cliff here.
0: You know what? Maybe this isn't going to help. Maybe you're better off not having the surgery, but taking the painkiller. No, no, I need a pacemaker.
5: Make no mistake about it. President Obama and the Democrats who supported Obamacare began throwing seniors off the cliff back on March 30th, 2010, when they voted to cut Medicare's budget by $575 billion. Don't worry, Grandma, we've got you. Oh. Here are the facts the president doesn't want you to know about how Obamacare will impact the health and welfare of your loved ones. Obamacare puts into law the ominous Independent Payment Advisory Board, which is a medical services rationing board, about which the Wall Street Journal reported, for the first time an unelected group will be empowered to limit health spending for the vulnerable elderly. In plain English, that means, as a result of the passage of Obamacare, Based on factors such as your age and eligibility, 15 faceless bureaucrats will be making life and death decisions on whether or not you and your loved ones will receive the care you need and deserve. As a doctor and as an American, that is simply unacceptable. The Congressional Budget Office originally estimated that Obamacare would cost taxpayers $938 billion. And then, just 10 months later, revise those costs upwards to $1.45 trillion. Medicare is already on life support. And now Congress wants you to entrust them with the nation's entire health care system.
0: You know he's right. I'm Dr. Chris Held, and all of us agree. Medicare needs to be reformed. But it needs to be reformed in a way that will allow the next generation of seniors to choose the health plan that suits them best. I'm Dr. Jane Hughes. We understand that reform doesn't begin or end with our nation's seniors. If Obamacare is not stopped, your family's insurance decisions and major medical decisions will be decided for you by a small group of politically appointed government bureaucrats. We're not politicians. We're doctors. And as doctors, we don't treat Republicans or Democrats. We treat people. The first step to reform of America's health care system is repeal. Repeal of the highly politicized and deeply flawed Obamacare. To see firsthand what true patient-centered health care reform looks like, please join us at americandoctorsfortruth.org. Help us reform the system while protecting your health care from arbitrary government controls. Let's do it right this time.
3: New from Class Envy Productions, the people who brought you Obamacare, Cleopatra Obama, and Barry's got a brand new stash. An all-new exploitation picture starring Barack Obama, Michelle Obama,
0: and a cast of millions and millions of unemployed Americans who all got the shaft. Members of Congress and my fellow Americans, while on vacation working on my new new jobs plan, I realize there are steps we can take right now to improve people's lives. But I want to continue to build roads and bridges, protect union jobs, and pay people to sit at home for another year. And every proposal I've laid out will be paid for by our children. There is the man who never had any other plan except the damn right. He's the cat who won't slow down when the country's going south. From the shop. Can you dig it? You see this buried is one dumb mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Obama. Oh,
2: okay.
0: He's not a complicated man, but nobody understands him but his woman. Michelle. Barack. Barack. You didn't eat the apples in your happy meal. The Shaft, now playing in an economy near you. You're damn right.
1: Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show.
2: Thank you, Paul Shanklin, for Obama the Shaft.
1: And uh, Doctors for too. Truth was the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Doctors for Truth.
2: Yeah, and they actually did save their website at the end of the commercial.
1: I know. So it's good. <laughs> They're smart. They knew they were going to... Well, they got it to me. I didn't go and get it. They gave it to me, so... I guess they knew it was going to... You know, that's the way they ensure they get their Message, advertisement. Uh, yeah which I have absolutely no problems with, because that's how it's supposed to be. I like it when they do it for me, so I don't have to do it. All right, the findings suggest that those who regularly eat spicy foods, oh, me, can reduce the chance of heading to an early grave by about 14%. And if you, that's better than following all the advice any doctor can give you right now. 14% 14% increase in your lifespan and health, more importantly, quality years. This trumps what modern medicine can do for you. All that eating right, you know, bland foods. Oh, well, well it turns out you're killing yourself. Just like when they told you not to eat butter and you'd use margarine. Killing you. I don't know how many people died because of that. Because margarine is 10 times worse than butter. You still eat margarine? Really? I don't like the taste of butter. It's because you never had it before. <laughs> you like, yeah, you like margarine. You like chemically <laughs> altered food. That's not a good thing. Change your palate. Start using butter. You'll get used to it.
2: Well, and I had to bring my own food when I was staying with our daughter because she used oh, like, yeah. margarine and all of I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm when, not eating that. <laughs> I remember when I
1: couldn't drink whole milk because I, I went, you to, Cal- I went to Cal. still don't drink whole milk. I went to Yeah, I do. I went to, uh, I'll drink cream. I uh, went to California and got Cal- I got food, foodie Californianized for a while. Uh, I bought it to the whole health thing, you know. Brought up with the Fed. That's all that really had in California back then. It just the, just fruits and nuts. There was nothing else going on. Totally different state now than it was, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Different world, isn't it? Different country, come to think of it. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. If And if you're not too happy about the hotness, okay, what's the problem with the hotness? Too much for you? Don't use as much next time, but use it in every meal. Put a little pinch of cayenne pepper in all your cooking. You, If you're real sensitive, you might notice, might notice it. Most people don't. Uh, it wakes up your taste buds. It makes things taste better, and you're starting to get yourself used to it. And it just add a little more, add a little more. Add it a little over time. Or maybe add a hot sauce to it, you know. Whatever favorite one you want. A good starter sauce and a good flavor for chilies and such is Louisiana hot sauce, of course. And as a beginner, you want to start with the jalapeno peppers if you want to have fresh chilies in your food. Because that's the starter chili. You go up from there. You can get back to me... After you go to the next step, which is cayenne pepper. Yes, actual cayenne peppers, not not the dried up stuff for pizza. Anyway, researchers say those who ate a spicy meal just once or twice a week were still 10% less likely to die during the study period. Researchers say spicy foods reduce overall death risk from cancer and other diseases because they are high in potent antioxidants that protect against aggressive diseases. No wonder I can't get sick anymore.
2: I haven't gotten sick in a long time either. I'm
1: telling you it's the spicy food. <laughs> oh, I make four alarm chili and and nuclear hot wings.
2: You know, and then on top of that, he puts some more. Hot sauce and everything for himself. Yes, because he makes it kind of mild for me, and then he just adds more. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Right. And, you know, and I'll never forget.
1: I, pick, I cover my eggs with cayenne pepper. Yes,
2: you do every day. Yes, you do.
1: High in vitamin C. Yeah,
2: and I'll never forget them. The first time uh, your daughter and your and son in law, we were up here and we had pizza, and they saw how much hot pizza pepper you put on. The- <laughs> on the
1: there's pepper. not a. There's not a. <laughs> Part of the pizza (laughs) that is is free from hot pepper. None.
2: That's what you're going to have for dinner tonight.
1: I love pizza. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's store-bought, but it's not so bad. It's uh, Little Caesars. You know, the ones that you just walk in, you grab the pizza, five bucks. One topping, five bucks. Pepperoni pizza's all I want anyway. Five bucks. All right. You don't have to order it. You don't have to wait for it. You just walk in and give five bucks walk out and it tastes pretty good they finally got a sauce and used enough of it to put flavor on their pizza um compared to most fast food pizza i've had i prefer little caesar's and it's cheaper and i'm a pizza connoisseur i grew up on pizza new york pizza not this other crazy stuff I love Chicago deep dish, but that's not pizza. That That's something totally different. That's, that's just a different animal altogether. Uh, that's that's another thing. A really good pizza doesn't require to have any toppings. I grew up, I never put toppings on my pizza. Never got toppings with my pizza. They didn't put toppings on your pizza if you ate slices, like they do at Sabaro's. Uh, you, you have to have a plain slice back then. And it's, it was great. I, I still remember as a kid bicycling about, I have no idea how long it was. It was a long ride, though to To go to the mall and buy two slices of pizza and a coke. Like, it was, I, and it never changed. Later on, when I was adult living on my own, uh, I was working. What did I have for lunch? Two slices and a coke. What I have for dinner? Two slices and a coke. What I have for breakfast? Deli breakfast festival: bacon and egg on a roll, butter, salt, and pepper. You heard me, butter, not margarine. Margarine is very bad for you. So is vegetable shortening. So go back to lard, please. They didn't they didn't tell you about that? Yeah, that's partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. So, we need to go back to the the stuff that's real. Lard made from pigs fat. You won't be able to tell the difference. I gotta tell you, there's no flavor to lard. I thought there would be. Nope. does taste. Doesn't taste like anything. And on another health note. They're good for burning more than just those taste buds. Some of the active components found in foods like chili peppers may help in lowering inflammation and increase your metabolism. Other heart health studies have shown that cultures that easy the most what cultures that easy the most spicy food. I think it's supposed to be eats. <laughs> that's a that's a weird. Uh, misspelling alright uh, eats the most spicy food have much lower incidence of heart attacks and strokes a little spice can be nice but just remember to go at your own pace I already told you that I already told you the secret Every, any chili head would tell you oh I hope to turn you all into chili heads wait till you see all the different kinds of chilies you can grow The colorful chilies you can grow. In fact, I'm thinking of getting some of those seeds just because I I, I love the way it looked in a pot. Remember we had down Basin, that one with all the little chili peppers that stood straight up like little uh, lights on a Christmas tree?
2: Well, and when we were in... Oh, no, there's a chili pepper book. We have a chili pepper book. We got that when we were in New Mexico.
1: I didn't get it. Someone gave it to you. No, I bought it. Oh, you bought it. I did. No, I didn't.
2: I bought it when I went on touring because you were too sick to go <laughs> Tour gallop new mexico yeah chili pepper book
1: wasn't much to be seen in gallop new mexico i had fun good
2: all the chilies and
1: she hasn't made one recipe <laughs> from the book she spent my money on
2: actually i did a couple of years ago
1: what did you make I forget. Ah! I, uh, I, I defy you. She's looking through it right <laughs> oh, now. Oh look! They
2: have a recipe for jerk, jerk chicken.
1: chicken. Yeah, I bet it's got. I bet it does use powder. No. Uh, doesn't work. I I, I know everyone says the fresh ingredients are better. I tried it. it. no, you can't get enough flavor into the chicken. Now, uh, if you want to do them both, I'd be for that. Marinate them and then put the rub on them, a jerk rub on them before you cook them. Yeah, I'd be for that. We just had, I just made jerk chicken. I'm actually in the mood to have some more of that jerk chicken.
2: We have more.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now?
2: Yeah, still. Now? No, not now. I'm
1: hungry. (laughs) All right, from USA Today. both states still are waiving work requirements for those on food stamps. Raising concerns that despite an improving job market, the obama administration is feeding government dependency, and all at the expense of taxpayers. It always has been, and it always will be. 44 of the 50 states... You know, before I go on, before I get some... some, this so-called conservative writer, before whatever this person starts to rattle off about conservatism... Uh, work requires those on food stamps. Everyone thinks that's a great idea. Yeah, I probably well, is a good idea, except for one problem. Not everybody on food stamps is able to work. That's why they're on food stamps. If you can't work, and you don't have any money, and you want to get people on food stamps, how can you have a work requirement in an economy you've created where there is no job? There's no jobs. The the numbers are all bogus. We have, you know, only thing close, and that's even been, that's even been tried to be monkeyed around with, and they still can't do it. Uh, the the number of people gainfully employed in the country has never been at this low except under Carter, Demi Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. So, in that economy, you can't get people off taxpayer funded programs. You don't you aren't providing them with a way, an opportunity to get hired. It's like telling felons you got to go get a job when you have to tell every employer you're a felon and nobody will hire you as a felon. And you wonder why there's such a recidivism rate. Well, what the hell? They can't eat out here. They can't make any money. Well, they're going to go back to what they know, stealing. And that's just just the way it goes. And, you know, your politics, you left-wing Loons out there, your democrats, your politics caused this. You can't, be, you, you can't be running around talking about people on assistance right now because the government is destroyed the economy by being in it. They're not supposed to be in it at all. Okay, no zero. That's right. I am a free market anarchist. Uh, Anarchy, there wouldn't be, there can be no anarchy in the market because the people are the market, and therefore we aren't inherently anarchic. You know, quite the opposite, really. Um, 44 of the 50 states, to some degree, eased work requirements for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as food stamps. 30 states grant waivers statewide, while... Other Another 14 issue partial waivers in areas of high unemployment. The explosion of enrollment in SNAP of able-bodied adults without requiring work is a rep, rep, excuse me, recipe for long-term dependency and is hurting the country's economic recovery. And every day they're not working, every day they're not getting a job. They are less employable than they were before.
2: Exactly. That is so true. Because if I wanted to get back into nursing, I b- between <laughs> between the uh, a- Affordable Care Act and the economy, care It would be I would be hard pressed, and especially with my bachelor's degree, because they'd have to pay me more.
1: That was a, that's always a problem. Uh, they didn't really pay you that much more ever. I think it was like five hundred dollars a year extra <laughs> for having a bachelor's over an associate degree nurse, when associate degree nurses were only supposed to be temporary. LPNs were only really supposed to be temporary. Suddenly they became permanent. How would that happen? They were they were designed. Those certificate and uh, two-year degree programs were started because there was a shortage of nurses. Well, when the shortage was over, it was time to stop. But now they're going in the other direction. Like in this state, they don't, RNs, they need one RN per floor in the hospital. That's it. Everybody else is so, uh, probably LPNs which is crunching out the associate nurses, too. In other words, no registered nurses, just a 90, what is it, nine-month certificate nurse? That's the nurse you're going to get. Is that the nurse you wanted? No. They're not really nurses, are they? Not really. Uh, they can learn, but they do learn on the job just because of the degree that anyone can learn on the job if they got half a brain. But it was, they were supposed to be temporary positions that went away, but then, you know, big in, just big medical industry said, uh-uh, we like it. We we like it cheap labor. <laughs> and, yeah, in this state, uh, RNs need not apply, really. They don't need that many of them. So we're over RN here in the state. Um, but if you're an LPN, you're in demand. <laughs> I, I mean, what do they pay LPN? It's like 11 bucks or something an hour?
2: I have no idea at all what's going on out there. Oh,
1: now I don't know. I'm <laughs> I remember uh, Terry's wife telling me about it, how much she was making as an, L- as an LPN.
2: Yeah, but that was many years ago, Brian. It was, and now
1: she's she's run out of the system just like you. She's had enough. She's yep. burnt out. All right. Um, so let's go back to this. So the able-bodied adults required work as a respiratory for long-term dependency and is hurting the country's economic recovery, said senior fellow at the Foundation for Government Accountability, Josh Arkham Arkambault. Arkambault, really, whose group obtained the number. Supporters of waiving work requirements counter, there still isn't enough jobs out there. There isn't. We don't have, you got, look, when I say the state take your states back, and we're going to get people off, off welfare, of course we are, it, we're going to have to wean them off. We're going to first have to create a vibrant economy that is needs the labor force, that is going to come out of, because they don't know anything, they've been on welfare their whole lives. For generations. So we have to ease them we're gonna have to ease them into the workforce. And we only could do that if there are jobs available. And the only way the government can make that happen is to get the heck out of the way. Not do something just the opposite. It has to stop doing stuff. I I don't know why people say we, we sent you out there to get things done. No, you don't. No, don't say that. We don't want them to pass legislation just to justify their place their, their seat up there. We don't have them to do the business of the nation not nothing more. Go home when you're done. What's this vacation stuff? We don't want you there that much. Take a big vacation. Come in for three months, do what you need to do, and go home. Go back to work.
2: Get a job. Do uh, something.
1: Right. <laughs> back the way it used to be. Go farm or ranch or... Lawyer or doctor. Deal with your store. That's it. That's what it was. Merchant. I already said that. <laughs> All right. Um, work requirements are the wrong diagnosis for the wrong problem. Well, we have to get rid of the whole program. But uh, yes, you don't. You don't do talk about this stuff in an economy like this because it, it's bad enough. It's hard enough to get through to people as it is. But in an economy where there's only one time in recent history where we have had this low a labor participation rate, there's a whole bunch of people unemployed that they're not even telling you about. They're not counting them. The minute they got off unemployment, and that, you know, it's not forever. It has. I know they extended it, but not forever. And once you hit that point, you're off. And then you're not counted. You didn't get a job, but you're not counted as unemployed. Not only are you unemployed, you're unemployable. You just spent two years on unemployment not doing your job.
2: Well, and again, the states are giving up their rights to the feds.
1: No, states did this. Weren't you paying attention? Yeah, they did. 30 states grant statewide government. This has nothing to do with the federal government. Well, it's their buddy, but the states run it. If you don't know states run welfare, they do. But they get federal dollars. That's unconstitutional. As far as whether that's constitutional within your state constitution, that's for you to find out, not me. i got to worry about my own state's constitution. So, uh, they're the wrong one, Bob. Joel Berg, executive director of New York Coalition Against Hunger, told Fox News, States should have the greatest flexibility possible to help people move into living wage work. Oh, and, and, and let me let me emphasize that again. Let me emphasize that term. Into a living wage. You know what a living wage job is? Anything you can get that gives you money to put food in your belly, that's all that's all that's required. But they're taking that away. They're taking that away from us. So, uh, st- states should have both for the living wage work. You take what you-, you see, if people would just take anything instead of living wage work, a person without a job doesn't care about that. They want a job. Having one size fits all cutoffs will make it more difficult for people to get and keep work. But fiscal conservatives say the waivers waste millions. I guarantee you these fiscal conservatives are not social conservatives. And I will try this for the one more time. You cannot be a fiscal conservative unless you are a social conservative. Because what costs all the money and is unconstitutional is all the socialist programs. I didn't say entitlement, so give it up. I didn't say entitlement programs. I know social security is not an entitlement program. I know it is something we paid for. It was stolen money from us that's supposed to fund it, which doesn't. And so there's no money there for us anyway. Uh, But it is still a socialist program. Show me in the Constitution where it says the federal government is allowed to reach into your wallet and take money out of your pocket to pay for social security, retirement, disability, etc. It ain't in there. You're supposed to have private insurance if you want that stuff. So, don't give me the fiscal conservative crap. The minute I hear someone say, well, he's a fiscal so I'm a fiscal conservative, that means you're not a conservative. You're not a conservative at all. There are no hyphenated conservatives. I try and tell that to all my conservative friends, including the homosexual ones that insist on hyphenating their conservative or Republican with gay, which isn't accurate. It's homosexual. That's accurate. Gay meant happy, and they just decided they wanted you to call them gay, and so you did. How about we just call people whatever the heck they are, and let the chips fall where they may. So, uh, fiscal conservatives say the waivers waste millions, but if not billions, of taxpayer dollars. And you waste trillions, sir. The total cost of SNAP has increased dramatically from $54 billion in 2009 to $74 billion in 2014. I'm going to tell you, it's the economy's getting no better. It's grown since 2014 as well. And again, conservatives tread lightly. Don't knee-jerk this stuff. This economy, this Obama economy, is no good to telling people you need to get off government programs and go get a job. There are no jobs. We're turning into Greece. Since 1996, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has been able to grant waivers for areas with high unemployment. The practice surged after the recession. As the 2009 stimulus allowed states to waive for 18 months, the requirement that able-bodied adults with no dependents find work within three months of receiving benefits. How come that able-bodied adults with no dependents, how come grown people with dependents aren't required to find work? That's what creates the welfare state. That's what creates the ghettos. That's what creates children being brought up in a home without a father. All those things are caused by welfare. The rules are, if the man's around, you don't get welfare. So the man said, well, fine, I won't live here. And that just becomes his baby mama. And he's got lots of baby mamas all over the city. Because every time a woman gets pregnant and delivers a baby, she gets more welfare money. Didn't know that. Well, they do, and they don't have to go to work because they're able-bodied women with dependent children, and so they stay like that forever. Their kids do it. I have been there where the the grandmother's, the grandmother's daughter had, it was the grandmother the grandmother's, the grandmother had kids, the grandmother's daughter had kids, and the grandmother's daughter's daughter was pregnant. That was in one apartment. Not a man anywhere. <laughs> Plenty of welfare money, but no men. Uh, why would they get a job? The, the, wor- the value of welfare right now exceeds anything they could possibly get in the workforce. You'd have to cover up complete medical, dental, food, cl- housing, clothing, energy, everything and they have to be able to make do get all of that with the job they're going to get they're going to get a minimum wage job they're not going to get medical benefits because it's a, they're going to go into an entry level position and they and if you keep changing what what uh, employers could do they're not going to be available if you keep raising it already happened Hopefully. Kids out of work can't find work because teenagers, college kids, they're hiring them for the minimum wage increases that they already have. And I think it's eight dollars an hour now, right? Isn't that what it is? Eight dollars now they want 15-15. 15 dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Why the hour. I want to ask why fifteen? Why does it have? Why not fifteen dollars? I thought it was
2: 15 dollars $15 and ten cents.
1: Fifteen fifteen yeah, or fifteen ten. It really doesn't matter. Why do you have to add the ten cents? What's with the? T- Why would you come up with that number? You would only come up with a whole number if you're a rational person. Otherwise, you have some, you're putting some meaning to that that number you come up with.
2: Yeah, because he's what he's doing. What they're doing is speaking to the millennials. It can't just be fifteen dollars. They 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 don't understand that. Well, what about well, fifteen
1: 15- ninety nine then? <laughs> Everything else is ninety nine.
2: <laughs> oh, these guys, I feel so bad for them. Their brains are wired bad.
1: The kids, these college kids are screwed. Really, and and it's getting worse every generation that comes out. Ever worse every generation.
2: You don't have to go to college anymore, Brian.
1: There's no reason. There's no jobs for college kids. Have you noticed the stuff, the nonsense you want to take in college? All these arts and farts. employers don't care about that crap i don't care what they tell you in college they tell you that because they want you to pay for courses you don't need
2: well and it started a long time ago because the woman that i do the women of the revolution show that you just pointed out deb she did the stint in college and she's uh she's almost six years older than me i think and that was back in the the early 70s late 60s that she was going to college and she bought into all that nonsense. So what she did is she went to college with a major in women's studies and a minor in env- environmental studies. And she said, wow, I lasted like a year. She a total waste of my time.
1: Yep. <laughs> but Nobody should go back... into that field anyway. It was in a prog. They own it.
2: But that's how far back this college problem has started.
1: The college problem started when the government got involved. The minute the government got involved with making college affordable, it became unaffordable for everybody. And now they use that as an excuse to say they're going to give everybody free college. Oh, you didn't hear Obama say that? Well, he did. <laughs> uh, he says a lot of stuff. Uh, I heard you got to you got you to you keep your ears open. He tells you what he's going to do. He's still he's still going to come after guns through regulation, to BATFE. Uh, everything he wants to do that he can do with all those unconstitutional agencies that we've all accepted as, as part of the government, which it isn't. Uh, yeah, he's going to continue to make our lives worse and worse. And we're, Has your life gotten better over the last year or worse? Mine got worse. The economy sucks. Price of energy <gasps> up. Food up.
2: Can you say that word?
1: Yes, "suck" isn't one of the seven <laughs> deadly words you can say on TV. Neither was "jackass" or "bastard" or "dumbass," "bitch."
2: <laughs> you do realize that he, this situation just made us go through a whole litany of, of
1: words uh, that, that we would we never to- said on, on this show. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have to talk to Primo about that. You know, don't send this stuff out to the host because if they're like me. They're gonna now they're gonna talk now they're gonna be saying the words <laughs> while they're explaining what they can't say.
2: Oh my Lord. Oh goodness. <laughs> too much that was too that was fun. Yeah. yeah that was fun.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, do we even want to talk about this anymore? Uh, I don't care what the numbers are, so I, I really don't. If you do, I, I don't tell you. This is a second story and uh the show's like almost half done. <laughs> we have through a heartbreak already And I haven't got through two stories This thing goes on forever You thought I was going to read all this? Holy garbage You do,
2: you read this on the.
1: This it's, is three pages, Brian, four pages Brian, long
2: when you're on the computer You read the same thing I never change it
1: I know, but <laughs> this seems like a lot I'm <laughs> sorry uh, I don't understand There's nothing really in here But a bunch of nonsense this is work, 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 okay, work now waivers. now look. The states, states now are required to renew their waivers annually. Governors have until September the first to decide whether to do so for fiscal year 2016. Oh, did you hear that? And most are raising concerns about fueling government dependency. Arkhambolt said a quarter of enrollees have been on the program for more than eight years, and half the enrollees have been on for four years or more. Okay, there's no jobs, sir. What you? Who's gonna? Who's gonna hire someone who's been on welfare? For any length of time, uh, in, uh, over other people that have been in the workplace and have skills, they're not going to unless Why? they could pay you a lot less. But
2: look, this is my point: states are now required. required. Who's requiring them? Why is the state? I told being required? you, required.
1: The national government gives them money, and they not do- all of it. The state puts money into, and but the state runs the program. But the federal government. Any time the federal government gives you money, it owns you.
2: And the states are allowing their rights to be taken away.
1: Well, they need the money because everybody expects the services. Look at Greece. People are killing themselves because they can't stand to live without all the socialist commie crap they've had for all these years, for decades, their whole life. Suddenly, they did a job where they could just sit around and drink margaritas all day. It, it's, it's human nature. It, it, our first colonists or tried communism, and it failed miserably. Why? Because human beings, giving the chance, will lay around and do nothing rather than work for something that they're not going to be able to keep. See, and this is evil, because the
2: states are allowing their sovereignty to be taken from them for money. This has
1: been going on for decades and decades. Well,
2: that is why you're telling everyone to take their states back. Get off of this gerbil. Wheel. you got
1: to stop taking their money. You don't know that. You want public school pay for it, all of it, no federal dollars. Go. Good luck with that. Um, I suggest you work to get rid of private property taxes. And I know. Oh, but you got to pay for services. I got an idea. Bill me for the services, but don't attach it to my property. If I can't pay the services, don't give me the services anymore. But you don't get my property. See, see where I'm going here. It's my property. It's not your property, it's not the government's property, my property. What happens if I don't pay what the county says I owe in taxes for my property? They will put a tax lien on it and eventually they will foreclose upon it and put it on auction and I lose my property. All because I couldn't pay for the privilege of living on my own land. This makes sense to you people out there at all? Please tell me that overwhelming number of my listeners know that that's just wrong. It's not your property. If you have to pay for it every year, it's rent. I rent it. I'm lucky enough to rent my property and not have a mortgage, and that's about it. Oh, soft break. Oh, what does that mean? Right, right, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go to break. It's the Uncommon Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
3: or the socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details, not available in all states. Obamacare, good for you, good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to
4: Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 Six four nine one six eight eight hundred seven six four nine one six
1: eight. That's eight hundred seven six four ninety one sixty eight. Okay. And welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, where we're talking about conservatives and Republicans and welfare and poor and hunger and famine and... Uh, uh, sometimes I think our government is the, the horseman of the apocalypse. Instead of partnering with enrollees to get them back on their feet talking about food stamps again, the Obama administration has been complicit in keeping them on Snap without helping them to become work oriented. There's no jobs anyway, Arkham Bolt.
2: But not only that, this has this is up to the states why again, we're just giving everything away to this administration. It is so the
1: states infuriating are the ones for the last time doing it.
2: I know they are. Well. It's infuriating.
1: If they don't. They don't have to do what the federal government tells them to do.
2: No, they don't. And As by a the way, fact,
1: the federal government's not allowed to tell them anything except, you know, don't tax that state's goods when it comes to your state. Other than that,
2: do you know how many people died for states' rights throughout our history, between the Revolutionary War and the Civil War? And look at what we're doing.
1: Well, that was certainly a waste, wasn't it? <laughs> not at the time, but. Uh, Long term we kinda dropped the ball, don't you think? It got really bad right in the early nineteen hundreds. And we were saved. We were saved by um Oh ho ho
2: what president?
1: Harding and Coolidge. Coolidge. We were saved by them. That was the Roaring Twenties. They got government off our backs. They got government out of business. They got the government out of the way, and we got the Roaring Twenties. And no, you prog doofuses that went to college. (laughs) No, that did not cause the Great Depression. That's nonsense. That was put into your head by anti-American jackasses. All right? I hate to break it to you. We sent you to these schools with nothing but these jackasses in them. That just wanna twist your brain. Sorry. I mean I didn't do it personally, but our generation generations previous are responsible for sending us to the indoctrination centers. I was on the edge of that where it was just starting when I went when I was in public school.
2: And less, I did get my bachelor's degree, but it was for a career.
1: Bachelor's in science,
2: right? Not for women's health or women's studies. It's actually to be a nurse, <laughs> something that we need.
1: Well, <laughs> something useful. We could, you know, we could have saved a lot of time and money and let you get a two-year degree and get out to work, which is which is the smart thing to do for making money. But I didn't want I didn't want you not to understand what you were doing. Those two-year degrees, they don't know. They don't teach you the. The science, you don't understand why it's, it's, uh, it's like a, it's pure nursing for two years and then you go get a job. Uh, you need to understand anatomy and physiology. You need to understand microbiology. You need to understand kinesiology. You need to, it's a lot of things you need to understand when you're dealing with human beings at, on a healthcare level. And although you can learn on the job, like I said, and that's what most of most nurses do. They will never have the foundation, the background, unless they teach themselves, which in my personal experience, once nurses or doctors get out of school, they never break a book again. You didn't know that? Trust me. (laughs) They get CME credits, continuing medical uh, credits, educational credits that are required every year for having a subscription to the New England Journal of Medicine. The only problem is they don't read it. How do I know that? Because when I went to the I went to the hospital to get some old, I wanted to get some old uh, New England Journal of Medicine to read. I didn't have the, I wasn't going to invest the money into subscription, which I eventually did, by the way. Uh, but I could get it for free at the hospital because they, they went See what's hold, holding that door open right there? And I turn around. and look. It's a stack of magazines. Is, is that, Yeah, that's where they put their New England Journals of Medicine. You can have them all if you want. I, they don't read them. They just get them delivered here so they get the CMEs. So they get credit, continuing medical educational credits that we want them to have education but they don't They don't actually read it so they don't get an education. You'd be surprised. Doctors, man. I read into way too many doctors that I knew more about medicine than they did because I was studying to be a doctor. But, uh, but they were a doctor, so they should know more than I about medicine i don't know. I ended up teaching doctors and nurses uh, I taught your class your study group cardiology, and i I was helping doctors i didn't want to help them uh learn a c l s so they could pass a c l s which I of course passed. <laughs> But the doctors seem to have a doctor seems to not be able. I'm a paramedic. They're a doctor. I can pass ACLS, which isn't even required for my job. They can't because we don't run Uh, ACLS is advanced cardiac life support, and it's everything done to you when you have a heart attack. Okay, in the ambulance and in the ER, Um, that stuff's pretty straightforward. We know what to do with the heart. We definitely do. They don't always do it. Why? Because it's inconvenient. Paramedics have to fill out paperwork if they use morphine. Morphine is what you want to give someone who's having a heart attack, not because of the pain, but it, it, of course, helps the pain. Because it increases blood flow to the tissue of the heart, therefore reducing cell death in the heart, which is the real problem with heart attacks. You know, when you have it, you've lost a certain portion of your heart muscle. No matter what level of heart attack it is, there's a certain point you lose. If you're you do stuff like take a baby aspirin, or uh, actually you can take I don't care if you took a handful of aspirins at this point if you're having a heart attack, but you know take a couple of aspirin. You're having a heart attack. Uh, if you even think so, just have chest pains you don't understand. Take aspirin. Um, that helps. When the paramedics get there, don't say no to the morphine if they if they're even able to give it to you, because it's not about you toughing it out it's about saving your heart muscle okay that's the problem that's the thing that will kill you is when there's not enough muscle to pump enough blood to the to where it needs to go then you stop living and that's just the way it is so don't be a hero right because it's really kind of stupid
2: okay so I think you're done with this
1: am I I didn't go to Oklahoma yet (laughs) Uh In 2013, a House bill was introduced that would have eliminated the USDA's waiver authority, restoring federal work requirements in every state.
2: Again, on the state.
1: Right. Again, only if they take their money. You have to follow the rules if you don't take their money. That's why you need to get in charge of your state. Are you willing to live without federal dollars? You better ask yourself that first before you start down this path, because there won't be any. It's unconstitutional. Well, you should. You got to come to this on your own. You should not want it. But some people like convenience better than liberty. I find many people are afraid of liberty. Anyway, the bill which the Obama administration opposed passed the House but died in the Senate. Representative Frank Lucas, Republican Oklahoma, the sponsor of the legislation, said Fox News that. While SNAP provides important support, it's not meant to keep you at the bottom. Yeah, it actually is. You're just don't, you just do not you have not caught on yet. They know what they're doing. A spokesman with the USDA's Food Nutrition blah, blah, blah. We are focusing on putting people back to work and reducing SNAP participation and costs in the right way, spokesman Jalil Issa told Fox News. Governors are the ones responsible for deciding whether their state will accept the federal waiver, and executives of both parties are accepting them. Kansas Governor Sam Brownback, however, has bucked the trend and completely reinstated work requirements and says it's working. Well, if you have a good enough economy in your state, sir, more power to you. Republicans need to embrace developing ways to get people out of poverty, not just talking about cutting poverty programs. Brownback told Fox News last week it will work it does work and it's working here in 2013 Brownback's announced he would allow the waiver to expire today huh Brownback I haven't heard from him in a while he ran for president once upon a time so anyway this is the problem every state is different and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Every state is supposed to be different. We do things the way we want to, which best serves us. In our economy, no one size fits all. If you have an economy that needs workers, you have no need to have people on welfare. You get them a job. You put them in the job. You put people to work. However, if you're hemorrhaging jobs, it's not time to say, oh, you have to get a job so to get food stamps to help you eat. Otherwise, we won't give you food stamps if you don't have a job and you starve. It, that's kind of a stupid message, no matter which side says it, don't you think? Because that's what the people you're saying it to, no matter how you're saying it, is hearing it. Let, let's let try and not chase away all the voters this time around, Republicans, all right? And you, my fellow Republicans out there voting in the primary, could you please... Choose wisely. Because usually by the time Montana's time to vote, the primaries, it's been decided. I, I mean, I cast a vote anyway, but it's already done deal. So, probably it'd be that way again. So, we have to rely on you to pick wisely. Just remember, conservative principles, not government cheese. And getting an education, a job, and working on family structures a way out of poverty, Brownback told Fox News. You do, getting an education. Here we go again. Are you referring to college? You don't need college education. Why don't you just go to tech schools? Why don't they allow tech schools to open up again? Well, whatever happened to tech school? Technical schools are great. They use them in the military. Everybody goes, a technical job goes through tech schools. Works for the military wonderfully. How come we don't use it in civilian life? Everybody doesn't have to be a, a desk jockey. We need mechanics, plumbers, electricians, auto body repair, something everyone can understand. Uh, carpenters. It's, oh, car, we don't even have carpenters anymore. We have people that sling hammers. That's it. They're not carpenters. And they're illegal. They are now, most of them. Uh, not all. Of them. I, I we we want we have to get our country back before we. Why are we micromanaging? the The problem is not in the micromanagement; it's in the macro management. The this government is the problem. They are not the solution ever. It could be a temporary help, but if they, but like always, you know, they'd like to manipulate people. So I know let's keep on people on welfare forever. We'll get their votes because we'll always be, we'll always be passing laws to give them more cheese. Well, that's the way it is. Tocqueville said it, you know, this this is working fabulous until the politicians learn that they can bribe the people to get votes. By promising them favors from the government, and that he envisioned would be the death of America. Well, he was right because America is dead. I I'm sorry, the the America that that uh they they do in um Dinesh is America, touching as it is, it 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 upsets it upset me more because the fact that we don't live in that America does not exist anymore. We're just one step away from European country. One step. We need to stop stepping. We need to back up. Oh, see, you want to go back up into the past. No, actually, going back to the Constitution is going forward. Going forward away from the Constitution is going backward. There has never been another form of government like ours. Ever created in the history of man. And you're allowing a bunch of progs to destroy it. We gotta got gotta step up, ladies and gentlemen, gotta step up. Rue agrees. Yeah, I Rue. <laughs> he's poor man. Oh he's so beat up. Poor Rooster. I feel bad for him. He's I can tell he's in pain. All right, from Fox News, the campaign to stop President Caesar Barack is abominous sweeping emission limits on power plants began taking shape Wednesday, as 16 states asked the government to put the rules on hold while a Senate panel moved to block them.
2: Okay, the states did what?
1: The, ask the government. The 16 states ask, ask the government.
2: Please, yes. please, sir, Could I have another?
1: Yeah, well, I, it's lovely how we beg for something that's already ours. I know. States don't have to listen to them at all. No. But oh, the money! They don't lose the money, the money. Well, what's your excuse if you're a donor state? There's a lot of you donor states out there. You you got the most populations actually. Uh, you you're paying for all this. How come you don't want to say state sovereignty? You don't have a downside. You can you'll stop sending them unconstitutional money. They're not giving you any. You're in the transfer. You lose the donor states. They give the same per whatever to the federal government, but then the federal government gives it back in pork, depending on how poor the state is. Say redistribution of wealth. That must end. All notions of redistributing wealth must end. And it has to be done grassroots from the ground up. You can't jump anywhere in or it won't work because there's a learning curve as you start taking your yep. government back. You're learning things, you're learning skills, you're learning about the benefit of getting government out of the way.
2: I just, I hate that statement. Ask the government. The state's at, no, the government is ask
1: you. The sun's going down. Stay out of my (laughs) lights. I'll
2: turn the light on for you. There's only (laughs) one
1: window. Get out of it. All right. Uh, West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who is leading the charge against the rules, banded together with 15 other state attorney generals in a letter to Environmental Protection Agency head, Gina McCarthy, requesting that the agency temporarily suspend rules while they challenge the legality in court. The letter called for the EPA to respond by Friday. The uh, Hard Break Seo Cooper Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
4: The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien show airs live in vivid News. Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central, on Blog Talk Radio. I think
2: that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love.
0: They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative.
4: Strap in for the wild ride with America's
0: original conservative warrior princess. Uh what should we do about evil? Uh, that's that's a good question. Uh uh uh, uh 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 Evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Let me just say uh, defeated.
3: And now, a message to freshman Tea Party-backed Senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, Uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington.
2: Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla.
5: You ready to order, sweetie?
0: Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right?
5: They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar?
0: Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It
3: is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken-fried steak? That's made with
0: free-range chicken, right?
3: Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling.
0: Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? (gasps) Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant just cheering and waving and the level of excitement what that reminded me of was our trip to africa um, two years ago Uh, and the level of excitement that we felt in that country the hope that people saw just in the sheer presence of somebody like barack obama a kenyan a black man a man of great statesmanship who they believe could change the fate of the world
4: the private sector is doing fine President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under
5: 8% has not yet been realized. Forty consecutive months of 8% unemployment
0: or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. The recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. Uh, the private sector is doing fine.
4: The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the Internet. Tune tune, tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular Internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com
2: Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net.
1: Okay, and welcome back to Hour 3 of the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm going to try and get those hours right, because I know some of you might be tuning in on TuneIn or something, and you might, you know, might tune in on the wrong hour. And so I want to let you know where we are. This is the last hour. What do they call it, the power hour? Yeah, sorry, I don't have a power hour. My whole show's power. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who is leading the charge against the rules, banded together with 15 state attorney generals in a letter to the Environmental Protection Agency, I know I'm reading it twice, Head Gina McCarthy, I want to make sure you get this woman's name, write it down, Gina McCarthy, requesting that the agency temporarily suspend the rules while they challenge their legality in court. The letter called for the EPA to respond by Friday. I can tell you what the response is going to be, hell no.
2: And what should the letter have said?
1: Demand. We, your employers, demand. We, you employers, will not comply. Well, once you've got someone in the governor that's saying stuff like this, that you've succeeded and it's time to drop the hammer down. It's time to say, bye-bye, federal government, get out of my state. Once you get there it's time that's what's got to happen. No more we're not dealing with anything with you domestically. go away and by the way, state disaster relief is also unconstitutional. the e p a and the White House both said they believe the limits are legal and have no plans to put them on hold. What did I tell you? Hell no right <laughs> that was that's what he said, right? Hell no, of course, why would they he wants to get he wants to destroy the industry. Before even the even his courts uh, might stop them, so by the time you get him get to court, there's it's going to be too late to do anything about it. Um, but by submitting the formal request anyway, the attorney generals are laying the groundwork to ask the courts to suspend the emission limits instead, instead of just saying no. You call up the you call up the power companies and say we make the regulations around here, not the federal government. You don't have to pay attention to them at all. Not even OSHA. No federal agencies. You don't have to deal with them anymore. You tell them to come talk to me. That's who you need to be governor of your state. No, I'm not running. For, I'm not running for office.
2: You know, and this would be a good. Uh... Time to use the national guard. Yeah, bring my state's guards back.
1: Yeah, no more. We're call it the national guard. Call it the state guard. Belongs. Well, it's the Arkansas be- state guard. It's the New York state guard. It's the Montana state guard. It is the state state guard. That's what they used to be called. Get. We need to take them back. That's what the. If they cannot pass legislation to change or grant themselves power, they. So if there's nothing in the Constitution, and there isn't, then they can't. Well, they can call up the militia. Yes, they can call up the militia. Notice they have to call it up. And only in defense of what? The United States of America. Not to go forth, fire, no foreign wars, uh uh-uh. That's the Navy's job. Not the State Guard. State Guard's job is the homeland. Put down insurrections, invasions, like from Mexico, for instance. Yeah, I know. They're from Central America, too. But tell me again, don't they go through Mexico? Yes, they do. I don't know. I'm just having too much fun. These regulations, if allowed to proceed, will do serious harm to West Virginia and the U.S. economy, Morrissey said. That is why we are taking quick action to bring this process to a halt. The 16 states and a handful of others are preparing to sue the Obama administration to block the rules permanently by arguing they exceed Obama's authority. I will argue you don't need the course. That's their problem. Don't. You are going to one part of the national government to help you fight another part of the national government. You see a problem here? Do you think that our founding fathers, our framers, were idiots? You think they debated for four months for that kind of stupidity? No. All the states have to do is say no. But not just the way they're starting to do There's been numerous Tenth Amendment issues around it. Not just the way they're doing it. Not just that they're not going to enforce it. You not allow the federal government to enforce it, which isn't a federal government anyway. There's nothing federal left to it. The national or general government that needs to be put back in its constitutional place can only be done so by by the states and we the people. That's who's in charge of them. We have to now wield our authority. Like good parents, not like Doctor Spock parents. If if your kid deserves the switch, he gets the switch. Look, children need to be brought up under the rule of law, just like you need to be under the rule of law, and not the rule of emotional (laughs) help me all the time. Government protect me from this, protect me from that, protect me, protect me. Oh my God, I want to be protected from being offended. The United States of America, free speech, pornography, actual speech, zip. Bolstered by a recent Supreme Court ruling against the administration's mercury limits, opponents argued the states shouldn't have to start preparing to comply with a rule that may eventually get thrown out by the courts. Gosh dang it, why don't you throw it out, you doofus? Governors, pay attention. You don't, you are above the national government, not below them. The national government works for you. Why? Because we said so. We the people is where all the power flows. Without us, there is no power. We say what powers we give government. Government doesn't take power. Well, yes it did. And it does. For hundreds of years. It's taken power. But because we haven't stopped them. We're way beyond the point we should have tried to stop them. Now we're in emergency mode. That means get out, knock on doors, get people elected. They're going to change the world. They're going to change your world from the ground up. From the schools educating our future. Up until the governor. The Executive of the state being more powerful than the national government as it was intended. Trust me, things will be unbelievably better without the government trying to help us. The speedy opposition from the states came two days after Obama unveiled the final version of the rules which marked the first time the U.S. has ever limited carbon dioxide emissions from existing power plants. Obama's revised plan mandates a 32% cut in emissions nationwide by 2030, compared to 2005 levels. What, haven't they done enough to you with their CAFE standards, you know, mileage averages for the fleet of vehicles being sold to the United States of America? where the constitution does this give the power over the environment to the national government the environment is the is the job of the states and the people not the national government well if you're too stupid to fight for clean air if if your air is dirty uh, that is the problem that is the problem you have to be willing to fight for everything. We're supposed to be running the government. The government's not supposed to be governing us. And anybody on on that debate floor that uses any kind of reference to the national government and them governing, them being able to govern us better, should not be voted for at all because it is not the national government's job to govern us. It is their job to do our work for us. Simple. It's not complicated. It's, I know, it's mind-numbing that we are where we are. I, you know I understand reality. I know what that is up there. I know how it operates up there. I'm just trying to educate people on how it's supposed to operate. Why? Because we can't get back to something we don't, Know, uh, know or understand. And they have made sure that we don't know our history. We don't know our founding documents. Most of the Attorney General signed the Wednesday letter Wednesday are Republicans. Yet, they were joined by Jack Conway of the coal-producing state of Kentucky. Conway and Kentucky Governor Steve Bashir are both Democrats, but have joined the state's Republican leaders in denouncing Obama's power plant limits, which, from the centerpiece of his plan to fight climate change. Uh, I'm. Let me tell you how this works, ladies and gentlemen. Kentucky is a coal-producing state. They're getting, West Virginia, Kentucky, these places of the coal belt are getting destroyed by Obama's. Destroyed. The cheapest form of energy there is. Cheaper than nuclear. You heard me. It's cheaper than nuclear. And that's coal. And what do we have the largest world's reserve of? Oh, that'd be coal. And maybe oil, by the way. And natural gas. Anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. Democrats walked out of the committee meeting in protest of a separate bill about pesticides, arguing it should have been the subject of a fact-finding hearing. Lacking the necessary quorum for a vote, Republican Chairman Jim Minoff of Oklahoma reconvened the meeting in a lunchroom just off the Senate floor where the aroma of just completed GOP lunch was still wafting in the air. The voice vote approving the bill sends it to the full Senate where a filibuster battle awaits. Obama has vowed to veto any such legislation, and Republicans yet to prove they can muster the votes to override his veto. This is amazing. This this bread and circus they're providing for you. It's amazing. They said that there's no way they can win, and they do it They're they're saying they have to pass legislation to stop Obama from doing what he's not allowed to do legally in the first place. No, you don't. You have to enforce the laws already in the book. You might be confused. Uh, He's already violating the Constitution. He's guilty of many high crimes and misdemeanors and is way past the time to, you're ready for the I word? Impeach him and his ilk. That's your job. Do it. They don't want to do it because they're in it together. You get it? They, they play this little game. Look, suddenly they have to pass legislation to stop him from doing what he's not allowed to do. And the only way you can pass legislation is to get it through the Senate and then his veto pen. Isn't that convenient? That's never going to happen. Because so they're, they're just blowing blue smoke up your backsides. Yep,
2: that's exactly what they're doing, exactly. And we're allowing them. because This will be, all go away. Just say no. I'm, no.
1: I'm not talking about this anymore because my blood pressure is way too high and my head hurts. I'm serious. It really does. Um, Gorilla tape. Time for segment two at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the Fuzzy fuzzy Report. What do we got? Like 20 minutes?
2: <laughs> I actually... No, we don't have 20
1: minutes. We don't even have 20 minutes?
2: No, we have more than 20 minutes.
1: 175 minus 133 is... <laughs> Go. Uh, I didn't have to say it. 42, right? I did that in my head. No calculator. Know, Isn't that amazing? Kids nowadays can't do that because, well, they get to use calculators from day one in school.
2: Going 80 miles an hour. What about it? In an hour. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, she won't get that wrong. It's, if, if, you're, if it's traveling 80 miles per hour, how long will it take them to go 80 miles? That was the question. You did it backwards. I'll play it
2: for you. That's not the question. Oh, it
1: is, and and the oh, good. Now she, are, are you getting blonde hair or something? <laughs> um, I hate to break it to you. You're wrong. Go play it.
2: <laughs> we won't play the whole thing. We're going to stop it in the beginning because it's just too much.
1: <laughs> but <Okay>. anyway, <laughs> you can hit play right there, Susan. Play. I know. I know. Play. Hit it now. No, say you know. Do it. Play. Play. Do it. No. <laughs> No, play.
4: All right. No,
1: play. Five times. Now listen to the recording. alright that's it uh, 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 don't, don't torture them don't torture them <laughs> two minutes of that is too much ever, all the time uh, anyway it's just amazing that she couldn't even just listen to what our girlfriend was telling her she was telling her how long it was going to take to go 80 miles per hour 80 miles per hour my god, it's English, right? 80 miles per meaning what?
2: That's the thing that you said that they don't know the name, what per means.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were ter they yeah, there's probably no mathematical word questions anymore. There was always some trains traveling at different speeds and and where they're going to collide in questions and tests now. I guess they don't do that anymore. You had to be able to break down the words of what they made, you know, 80 miles per Means divided by hour, right? Per hour. Well, Eighty miles
2: per hour. Well I think your theory is um correct because she says, Do I have to divide something? She didn't even know what per... She method. probably doesn't have
1: to divide. <laughs> I don't know what even when I went in the seventies, I came back from military school, I mathematically I was confused. It was like the teacher was teaching drivel, and I already already took the course in seventh grade in military school. I already yeah. took algebra. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like, it was teaching it completely different from the way they taught it in private school. And I, 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 I couldn't wrap my head around it because the way I was already taught was the correct way to do it. and It works. Well, you know what? But I... then they wanted me to make me do it their way. And I, I couldn't do it their way. I couldn't. It's a different way of looking at it. I had already figured it out. Now they wanted me to do something different that seemed childish and stupid to me. Oh, whatever you do on one side, you do to the other side. It's like a, a seesaw. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. The equal sign is imaginary dividing line. When you take something from one side to the other, it changes it to the opposite. That's how I was taught. None of this. You do to one side an equation what you do to the other side the an equation. I, and you have to show the math. I'm sitting there going... I didn't well, know what this I, guy's talking about. You
2: know, and I said this to to somebody that what they did with us because I went to private school too uh, up until ninth grade. They didn't know what to do with students like us, so they created this imaginary thing called what that my parents didn't even. Do. Oh,
1: you mean you mean uh, honors class? Yes,
2: because they could not. They could. Or even a, worse,
1: a Regents diploma. That was that was me. I was a because, Regents student
2: because they already were starting. If they, they could not put us in with regular popula- population, because then those, those people that were not as educated as us were dumb, and they couldn't have them know that they were they were not as well-educated. Well, well educated.
1: because, first of all, they, but they already there's started. too many students per teacher. The teachers, in general, aren't educated. They're not required to actually know and be have a degree in the course they're teaching. They just have to have a teacher's degree. That's it. And it works for every class. No. We need people that actually understand what they're teaching. Otherwise... And he, they're not teachers, they're just regurgitators and that's what we have calling themselves teachers oh, they're good teachers out. There. they gotta teach to no child left behind and now it's gonna be common core doesn't matter, they're still teaching the way they tell them to teach they might be a good teacher but if they really were they'd leave the public school system and go to the private sector where they can actually teach I'm sorry, you gotta understand that, right? I, I know that's, that's a terrible thing to say. I hurt a lot of people's feelings. But it's the truth. And then it's all I care about on this show. And I keep telling you that. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> I'm only interested in truth. I'm not a conservative ideologue. There, First of all, conservatism isn't an ideology. That's the biggest misconception. Uh, by conservatives that call themselves conservatives. Uh, but they're not.
2: Yes, and... Uh- What don't you get about uncooperative? I have to push a button.
1: I'll push it.
0: And now from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you the Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts, Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again, and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up! On the third she Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious! On the fourth and final she Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before, exploding in an a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. at it is fun, dress Jihad inappropriately for detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited. Once they are gone,
1: thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon. For Barbie. Hey, it's time for the Fuzzy Muzzy Report. There's been a lot of Fuzzy Muzzy stuff lately. This is from the Daily Caller. The Yemen branch of Al-Qaeda has put out a call for terror attacks against Americans saying lone wolf radicals ought to launch immediate strikes on U.S. soil. We urge you to strike America in its own home and beyond, read a letter believed to be written by Ibrahim al assiri the leading bomb maker with al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, or AQAP. CNN reported to Communist News Network. SITE, S-I-T-E, Intelligence Group, said the letter states, America is first. The letter comes just as another AQAP leader, Khalid Batarfi, released a video containing a similar call to arms. The United States hasn't verified the authenticity of the letter yet, but one counterterrorism agent told CNN it is consistent with rhetoric, the new leader stated upon taking over al-Qaeda's most effective affiliate, That is known to threaten Western interests.
2: I want to apologize to the folks. This is from CNN, not the Daily Caller. Well,
1: I said said that.
2: Okay. Uh, But I want to, because we do make sure that.
1: Look, uh,
2: how many. Fuzzy
1: Muzzies are conspiring around the world to rid the world of us, okay? Just so you know. Those are facts, life squirrels, nonsense. Look, whatever you're listening to, stop it. Islam itself is evil. Period. Case closed. And any Muslim that follows it is evil. Period. Case closed. I don't care what their justification is. Can't justify evil.
2: Brian, how many fuzzy-muzzies has he let into this country?
1: A lot. Yeah.
2: And all they have to do is do exactly what he says. Well,
1: I have enough ammo for this problem in Montana. I don't know about the rest of you out there. Uh, I know you live in big cities where you can't have guns, and Oh, and fuzzy muzzies will have them—bombs, guns, all kinds of stuff. But citizens, you can't have it. I—I'm tell I'm reaching out to you, city people, right now to wake up and take responsibility for your own protection. Tell your government enough of this. Everybody's armed but us—the honest citizen—and that ends. But if we do it without their approval, then we're outlaws and we're not honest citizens. Bull. We may be outlaws living outside of the law, the law that's unconstitutional, which means the law doesn't exist and shall not be enforced, and therefore don't worry about it. Better to be judged better be judged by twelve and carried by six, after all. Really, I promise you prison's probably better than death. I'm you just know saying. And if they truly are your peers. Which is required, they wouldn't put you behind bars for violating a law that doesn't exist, right? My fellow jury nullifications out there? Anyway, from WorldNet Daily, Fox News reports that a surge in anti-Semitic attacks by Muslims in France has sparked an unprecedented wave of immigration in Israel. Inconceivable!
2: Now, it's a, Now listen to that. We just heard this week that one of the Ayatollahs wrote a book. And by the way, sorry, Mark Olin, um you didn't have it first. Uh, Michael Savage actually announced it before you. And he had gotten a copy of it. Somebody from Iran sent Michael Savage a copy of it. Copy of what? A book that's only published in Iran by an Ayatollah with a plan to get rid of Israel by harassing them so much that the ones that have dual citizenship will leave. Leaving it open for them to the most of the people leaving, so that they can just go take it over. That's his. That's his theory of getting rid of Israel. Now, this article. This article. This article here is saying there's an unprecedented immigration to Israel. So, Mr. Ayatollah. It said, actually
1: it says in. <laughs> now, unprecedented wave of immigration in, in Israel. Israel. It doesn't say which direction it's going, yet. I didn't read the I don't read this stuff ahead of time. She does. And in the United Kingdom, Breitbart reports anti Semitism is on the rise as hate crimes have more than doubled over the past year. The Jerusalem Post says Jewish men were taunted with anti Semitic insults in Germany as athletes gathered for the European Maccabi Games. Really? In Germany. They're getting taunted. I get... This is not flashback for anybody? Mm -hmm. Germany? Anti-Semitic? Hitler? Nazis? Death camps? Any of this ring a bell? Probably not. You probably got educated in the indoctrination centers and you never actually learned about the Holocaust because they want to deny it ever existed now because they hate Israel. Uh, The left hates Israel. I don't know why. (laughs) You think they'd have better things to do. Um, even in the United States, according to an editorial in the Wall Street Journal, President Caesar Barakas Obama has a blind spot toward anti Semitism, evidenced by his nuclear deal with the fanatical anti Jewish regime in Tehran. So now a special forum is planned at the United Nations to talk about anti Semitism worldwide. Officials with proclaiming justice to the nations have announced plans along with the World Council of Independent Christian Churches, which represents about 40 million Christians, to hold an event at the United Nations to highlight the ongoing human rights violations that plague Jewish communities. It will be August 11th, 2015, from 1pm to 3pm. That's again August 11th. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the United Nations Headquarters in New York. Room CB, that's Charlie Bravo, 1B, 1 Bravo, CR01, Charlie Romeo, Oscar 1. So, CB1B, CR01. Registration should be accomplished by Thursday. Laurie Cardoza-Moore, president of PGTN, Pajama Media, isn't that Pajama Media something? PGTN?
2: I have no idea.
1: Pajama Media, that T, I don't know what that means. All right, I don't know who they are there. <laughs> anyway, president of PGTN and a special envoy for WCICC said the Catholic Church denounced anti-Semitism and decided... It's supposed to say decided. decided, yeah. Deicide. It's and deicide five decades ago <laughs> decided. Yet millions of Christians still believe the heresy of replacement theology, believing that the Jewish people are no longer the inheritors of the covenant, of the covenant, and that the land does not belong to Israel. Uh, certainly, your sentence structure doesn't. Uh, no, actually. T- Uh, You can't just because you may think, like I do, America is the new promised land. Israel has a right to exist. They're not doing anything to anybody. So why don't they leave them alone? And why are so many people ready to throw them under the bus? Uh, You know, Christians, you might remember something a little historical fact you might have forgotten. Jesus was a Jew. He was Jewish. He was a rabbi. He said, I have come to add, not to change. I have come to add to, not change. So in other words, he came to add to the Jewish faith. Not remove it. Not replace it but add to it. Those are his own words. And I don't understand how people, Christians deny these words all the time in their meaning. It was quite clear. You don't have to be a scholar to figure that one out. He was Jewish. And by the way, he was brown. Because Jewish, the Israelites back then were brown, like the Arabs. They were all sand camel jockeys. Keep it in mind, where they are right now, they built Jerusalem, which they only control half of. They built that city. There were no Palestinians.
2: Speaking of camels, we're watching a new show called Strike Back and it's a BBC America. It's completely politically incorrect and it would not be on any of our national ABCs. They're doing
1: they're doing TV like we should be doing TV. Exactly. It's like it's like short movies. And, they're awesome, and, stunts are incredible and
2: and they're they're calling the muzzies what they are. I mean they're they're not holding anything back. they're terrorists they're they're saying it out, but the thing that struck me is like they're going through the desert and there's like all these camels free, and I said, Brian, there's free range camels. I had no
1: idea. Where do you think they found camels?
2: But I know, but I thought they domesticated them all. I didn't know that they were free range.
1: They're naturally wild, and yes, they they do they do tame them and domesticate them, but they get them from the wild.
2: I know, it was so, I was like, wow, wow, like deer. Like, they're like running around like deer, these big camels, because they almost hit, hit the herd. That's, I know, I just, I know, I didn't know.
1: You didn't know. I didn't. Nope, you didn't know. Back to Israel. This is unacceptable and must be condemned in the strongest terms possible. PGTN will continue to act as a firewall around our Jewish brethren, as it is and always was our biblical duty to stand with the state of Israel and the Jewish people. You know, I hate to... I don't believe that's a biblical fact at all. I studied it pretty extensively, and I never walked away with that.
2: I hate to break it to them. Going to the U.N. is going to do absolutely nothing.
1: Oh just upset them. It, it's a way of blowing up steam, making a point uh that the American people aren't behind this, this United Nations BS and we don't expect our government to to be complicit in its designs. Can I have my warm shirt, please? Uh it got cold today, a little it's nighttime now. That's the good thing about Montana. It it can be really hot there today, but night cools down nice and cool or you can just find yourself a grouping of trees and go underneath it it's markedly cooler under there and it's rare we get humidity but we do we get it from the pacific from from the air blowing across california the left coast every time it comes from there it's oh it's humid and sticky and yuck Never again isn't just an empty statement. It is something that needs to be worked on daily, she said. Look, I will stand with Israel because Israel has a right to exist. It's a country. and has a right to exist. The land it now exists upon was granted back to it by their wonderful United Nations. And they only got extra land because they, everybody attacked them, and they kicked the crap out of all the Arabs. And hence, the Arabs lost land. They also lost face don't forget that uh, that's right I don't know it look if God wasn't behind Israel do you think after they were plopped there by the United Nations that the Arab countries didn't plot that and they thought they were going to march in there and wipe them out the only problem was God was on their side even though they were outnumbered, outgunned they won. That's the power of God. When he's on your side. Used to be on our side, but, you know, not so much anymore. Cardozo Bor, who will be taking part this fall, the World Net Daily tour to Israel, November 3 to 13, along with World Net Daily CEO Joseph Farah and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Richie Ferre. Who? who's Richie for racism, Rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't even know who he is, explained the event will focus especially on anti-Semitism within the Christian world. It's being sponsored by the permanent missions of Palo, Cyprus, and Israel, and is for ambassadors, diplomats, clergymen, and concerned members of the public. Earlier this year, PGTN and WCICC attended a special meeting at the vaticans to discuss the importance of highlighting the 50th anniversary of the church's historic declaration vatican two nostra Aetate, to christians of all denominations and to all people around the world at a time of rising global genocidal jewish hatred speakers at the u.n event will include look evil is just oozing out of the crevices we talk about that all the time Put that into context of what we're reading to you here. Why is this? Why is this rise of Jewish hatred? If evil's on the rise and Jewish hatred's on the rise, it go it goes kind of along with the idea that maybe Jewish hatred is evil, which of course it is. Hating anybody for for nothing other than their existence is evil. Um. But you got to think about it. Why? Why now? Why this rise? evil, why does evil want to get rid of Israel, why does evil hate the Jews, why, because they are the chosen people, and that's why Lucifer has a special place in his heart for them, that's why, and, but they seem to be easily corrupted, because they're always breaking their covenant with God, which is why they're always in trouble, and Israel isn't the promised land anymore. It is the United States of America, and we blew it too. We blew the Holy Land. Now, God wants no part of this thing either. Good work, atheist. <laughs> you destroyed the country out of your stupidity and arrogance. Speakers at the UN event will include Archbishop John Lupoli, president and founder of WCICC, Cardozo-Moore, Ambassador Celeb Otto, Charles Asher Small, President President Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy, Rabbi Analia Bortz, and others. The goal is to share evidence of the growing threat of anti-Semitism and develop solutions. As governmental and religious leaders speak and share data, Their focus will be on relating lessons from successes and failures of identifying the many facets of this scourge and how Christians can develop best practices at the UN to address this ancient threat to the Jewish people and all people of faith, the announcement said. And all that's garbage. means nothing. The hatred of the Jewish people will rise. They will be attacked again. There's nothing you can do about that. It's a fact. You want to go move there so you can help defend it. That's your option. But just try and remember, America is your country, not Israel. If not, go back, go to Israel. America is either your country or it's not. And if it's not, get out. We have enough people that don't belong here. We don't need a bunch of self-loathing Jews, too, which New York City's full of. (laughs) Got to meet them personally. What 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 a joy. Oh, and by the way, well, someone's going to say, that sounds very anti semitic Really? Anti-Semitism, huh? How about I had to fight with the, the idiots They had their own private ambulance that used to want to buff our 911 calls to Orthodox Jews' homes because they wanted to be the ones to take them to the Jewish hospital and the Jewish ambulance with the Jewish people. Uh, and uh, they they despised us whitey folk, by the way. <laughs> and that's in New York City. We used to fight with them all the time because... No matter how well intended, which they weren't, uh, it was our job to take the patient and treat the patient, not Hezbollah. <laughs> that's what that's what I, I like. I used to call them. I did. I was
2: going to say that's not what they're called. <laughs> no,
1: it is Hezbollah, but I used to call it Hezbollah because they acted like Hezbollah. I mean, the women. Oh God, if you are a women. Medic, forget it. You weren't allowed to touch the men. Or, it was, was oh, mad. You want to talk about uh, prejudice? Jewish religion is full of it, trust me. So, <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say it, but the Jewish people in New York certainly were.
2: Before you go on to the next <clears throat> segment, if you don't cough up a lung, <laughs> you need to tell the folks about
1: something in <laughs> the throat. Tell people, like, well, you need to redo this because this is a mess. Um, This is no spiel, this is just a bunch of notes. Anyway, I'll tell you where you can find our show if you don't already know where to find our show. You can listen to us live and download all the recordings at uncooperativeradio.com. You can get apps there. It's it's at spreaker.com. They have an app for every known device known to man at Spreaker. You can listen to it there. We are also rebroadcast on iHeartRadio. And you can listen to us there. We are also rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com, Studio A and Studio B. Studio A, 5 p.m. Friday, 5 p.m. Tuesday. Studio B, 9 a.m. Tuesday, 8 p.m. Friday, and 12 a.m. Sunday. But please check the schedule on the site because uh, schedules do change without notice, (laughs) it seems. If you don't have any data away, computer, nothing, don't matter. You just need to listen. Okay. Red State Talk Radio has a listener line. You can't talk. It's not a caller line. It's a listener line. You can listen for free. Check your own rates at the time of day you want to listen. Nonsense. Uh, But at Studio A, it's 605-562-4209. That's 605-562-4209. Studio B... 518-712-0045. 518-712-0045. 518 712 0045 518 712 0045 Did I leave anything out?
2: The newsletter.
1: Well, don't forget to go to redstatetalkradio.com and sign up for the free newsletter. I you will not be disappointed. It's very very well done. Uh got a lot of got a lot of big names and they're doing articles too, so check it out at redstatetalkradio.com. They also have apps, free apps there iphone android do your thing you can also catch us through red state talk radio on tune in red state studio a and studio b's on tune in you can hear us at a bunch of amf affiliates so if red's one of our shows shows up on your am radio someday don't be surprised if you tune in because uh the station just started to pick up free you know it's free good conservative talk radio it doesn't cost them anything. It costs the money to go with the big boys, so they're starting to... You know, small stations are picking us up, which is good. More people listening, better. It's an easy formula. Anyway, what time is it?
2: T- time to go on.
1: Oh, my. Ten minutes, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they blinded me with science. Mm, Ding, down. They blinded me with science. <laughs>
2: now it's art.
1: It's been our. From Life Science, a 3D printed drone was recently launched from a British military warship and successfully flew to shore. A demonstration that could pave the way for futuristic spy drones that can be printed at sea. I told you these printers were going to come in handy.
2: I tell every single time I see a story about a 3D printer, we do it on the show because I think this is the coolest thing. I just can't wait because you know the government's going to get involved with regulating it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to run a a series of shows where I try to get you guys to donate money for us to buy one of those printers. I'll be printing a gun.
2: I'll be printing... Lots of them. I'll be printing a still.
1: No. No plastic stills. (laughs) It doesn't work. Um. I'll stick to copper, thank you. Um, Anyway, so they they printed it at sea. That's pretty cool. Engineers at the University of Southampton in the United Kingdom built an unmanned aircraft using 3D printing, which has been used to create everything from pelvic implants to a prosthetic tortoise shell. The drone was launched off the front of the Royal Navy warship HMS Mercy, which always reminds me of the HMS Pinafore. It flew approximately 1,640 feet, 500 meters, in just a few minutes, and landed safely on a beach in Dorset, England. The researchers said the 3D-printed aircraft, dubbed SULSA, was a wings. Um, sorry, has a wingspan that measures four feet long, and it can fly up to 60 miles per hour. Drones like these could one day be used for military surveillance because they can fly almost silently. The researchers said. The real... Oh, if you go to that article at Live Science, it says the 10 weirdest things created by 3D printing. I would love to have read that.
2: (laughs) Maybe we will next time.
1: The real challenge, the engineers said, was to create a robust, fast-flying drone that can be assembled easily in less than five minutes without the need for bolts or screws. The Salsa aircraft is made up of four 3D-printed parts, that click into place like a puzzle toy. Like oh, it'd be like the the. That's what I want my chicken coop. They have a chicken coop like that. It's that snap together plastic stuff. Oh, it'd be perfect for a chicken coop. Nothing to rot. Easy to clean. Cheap. Easy to put together. So I guess we don't have to do that for the center. Come up with our own chicken house because I would choose that one. <laughs> Made of plastic. Yeah. Well, it's even insulated because it's, you know, it's thick and it's got air, air between the walls, in and in out of walls. It, it's great. It's <laughs> predator proof. Um, and I think this is going to cause the price of that to come way down. Why? Because they'll be able to 3D print it.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's made of all plastic. And they lock together just like this plane. So all you got to do is... Have a big enough printer to make to print the walls and the ceilings, and stuff like that. Okay, I wanted. Trust you, me, it will it will be coming. It'll make things cheaper, and I bet you that plastic ticket coop will come down.
2: Okay, I wanted you to go to the end and then go on to the next story because, we're, like you said, we're coming up on it, and I wanted them to hear that. We are
1: after more and greater capability in this field, which delivers huge value for money, said in a statement. But. Because it's new technology, with young people behind it, we're having fun doing it. Again from Live Science, Swarms of robots inspired by water-hopping insects could one day be used for surveillance, search and rescue missions, and environmental monitoring. More than 1,200 species of animals have evolved the ability to walk on water. These include teeny creatures such as insects and spiders, and large beasts, such as reptiles, birds, and even mammals. Whereas relatively big animals, such as the so-called Jewish, uh, the Jesus lizard, must slap water with enough force and speed to keep their heavy bodies from going under. Oh, like snowmobiles on water.
2: Yeah, Exactly. I couldn't believe myself. I, I couldn't either. We're forced it
1: to ride snowmobiles up here to get up down the mountain. And people dr- riding them on water uh, I it, it just like... It's that amazing. Well, our our snowmobiles aren't new and amazing like those, but uh, still. Yeah, they
2: have really big paddles, right?
1: Yeah, like the one on, on Franken snowmobile that I have to get running, which August, I better start working on that snowmobile soon. I uh, don't, don't have any money for parts anyway. So. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so that, I was just saying, uh, wow, that blew me out of the water to watch these people ride snowmobiles on water. Who would have thought? Amazing what we do when we're bored, huh?
2: And have money.
1: And have money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Our old snowmobiles aren't going on water, I'll tell you that. I'm happy if it'll just go through the snow. But until now, one water strider feat that researchers could not explain or copy was how the insects can jump from the surface of water, leaping just as high off water as they can off solid ground. Water actually gives less than ground. It pushes back, if you don't know. If you want to kill yourself, jumping off a bridge will do so much more violently than jumping on sidewalk. Because the sidewalk gives. The ground gives. Water pushes back. It's The worst way to fall is into water. Unless, of course, you know how to Part the water by diving properly. But, you know, for instance, water striders collected from streams and ponds. I used to remember those when I was a kid, those little water striders. They're cool. Uh, water, and from stream ponds in Seoul, South Korea, with bodies a half inch, 1.3 centimeters, long, can jump more than three inches high on average. Co-lead study author Jae sung Ko. A roboticist at Seoul National University and Harvard University told Life Science, by the way, Korea's in robotics, Japan's ahead of us in robotics. We're nowhere to be seen in robotics. Robotics are the future. Why aren't we making robots? We don't need illegal aliens to pick the crops. We need robots. Now scientists have solved the mystery of how these insects accomplish these amazing leaps, and the researchers have built a robot capable of such j- jumps. We have revealed the secret of jumping on water using robotics technology. Co-senior study author Q. Jin Cho, director of the Biorobotics Laboratory at Seoul National University, told Live Science, National, Natural Organisms... Give a lot of inspiration to engineers. You
2: know, you have a good point, because you keep bringing up the cotton gin. Even back then, people were already thinking of ways to replace human labor, because it was unsustainable. They, they said themselves, well, first of all, most people are against slavery, number one. Number two, it's unsustainable, because it takes a lot to feed a human being, compared with a, an, a thing, you know, a mechanical thing. And that was part of what Eli... Whitney was thinking when he was coming up with a design to the conversation. Yeah, contingent. but people
1: like Obaminus and his elk want to stop progress so that we don't replace human beings with robotics. He complained about ATM machines. He's gonna take us back to the dinosaur days.
2: I forgot about that. He did he blamed unemployment on ATM machines. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and you listen to this idiot. And you let him talk all the time.
1: Although it, he has a point, ATMs at the time, which was a long time before him, uh, did replace some need to have humans in the bank to do the job, just to deal with the pay, the clients, you know, the uh, the customers as they come and go. Instead, they put that in an eight stand online, and they go right to the machine, and that probably freed up about three or four people, actually.
2: Um, now, the last time I went to the bank, which was yesterday, speaking of this. I counted 15 employees, not including the, the three that were in the um, drive-up. That's a lot of, for one bank.
1: Yeah, that, they provide a lot of service at that bank.
2: You know, but I'm just saying, though, would him saying That's about yeah, ATMs. Uh, <laughs> well, without
1: an ATM, there wouldn't be need for more workers. See, Of course it does. Of course computers have replaced workers. Of course it has. Of course technology displaces workers, especially on the low end of the scale. Of course it does. And or the government gets stupid and raises the cost of labor so high that like McDonald's in Europe, they replace humans completely with robots. That's coming here, just so you know. Yes, I know. Fifteen, fifteen. Why not fifty bucks an hour? At this point, it doesn't matter. Make a difference what the number is. So why not a hundred bucks an hour? A living way, a hundred bucks an hour doesn't matter what you do. You, you're going to just turn. You're just going to increase unemployment, and increase the cost of everything. And so that minimum wage of I don't care if it's a hundred dollars an hour will end up turning into the same amount of money you could have bought with a job at minimum wage at three dollars a cent. 3.5 dollars 05 an hour that it was when I was a kid. Every time they raise the un- every time they raise that up, unemployment goes up, haven't you noticed? It's not a theory, it's it's fact and you can watch it happen every time. I don't I don't want to bore you with facts. Anyway, using high-speed cameras, the researchers analyzed water striders jumping on water. They noticed that the insects long super waterproof legs accelerated gradually so that the surface of the water did not retreat too quickly and lose contact with the legs. Using a theoretical model of flexible cylinder floating on top of liquid, the scientists found that the maximum force the water strider's legs exerted was always just below the maximum force that water's surface tension could withstand. Yes, water, surface tension in water, That's what. that's what I'm talking about. It's also the thing that makes it if If you want to measure water, you gotta measure it at the meniscus because water will climb up so the sides of a cylinder, and so it'll be a dip in the center where you actually have to measure it, not on the edges and That's something you learn in science but uh so it's the same it that's surface surface tension that's what causes it to climb the sides of the walls of the cylinder. And it's time to end the show, unfortunately. But I don't want to go. But I have to. All right. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We only had 50 pages more to read. I don't know what to go do here. We're going to save this for another show. It's still linked. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening, on com. And say good night, Susan.
2: Good night, Susan.
1: And we're
2: out of here.